Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone D&D 5th edition podcast. The cool thing about us is each episode you can listen to in whatever order you want, because we're fun like that. And today we're joined by Olive. Hey everybody, Olive is a bipedal crocodile. She's a level 15 way of the open hand monk. She's wearing baggy brown pants and a white Jedi style robe. Aaron. Hi, Aaron is a level 15 bard. He is a triton, so he has blue skin, blue hair. He's wearing some silky scarves around his loins and some golden chains across his chest and not a whole lot else. Hi. And of course, Nezgrax. Hello, I'm Nezgrax Gosbrush. I'm a level 15 uh, wizard. I'm a necromancy wizard. Uh, I'm a brass dragonborn, so I'm all brassy. Uh, I used to be 5'10", but then someone gave me a spider egg, which gave me two more inches of, of height. And now I'm six foot tall, baby. Oh, yeah. Heck two yeah, inches brother. makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to get every inch you can. <laughs> and with that, instead of the traditional beginning of a Fire Breathing Kittens episode in the tavern, you know, where are your characters? We know where the characters are right now. They're in uh, Nusalag's office. Nusalag? Sitting the guildmaster, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Nulaseg. Nulaseg, sorry. <laughs> I don't speak Faerun. Um, <laughs> you're sitting in his office. On the table in front of you are three very vague-looking masks. And your guildmaster looks at you with a very intense look on his face. We need you as a guild. This will change fundamentally how we operate if you can perform this mission. These masks will... Sorry, I'm getting excited. We need you to infiltrate a true den of villainy. A place where evil is bred and born. It's a college for villains. It is controlled by a powerful ancient frost dragon you you've seen the listing on the board it's been up there for months i mean i think canonically a year and a half now <laughs> Five hundred thousand gold for the guild if we can get rid of this dragon but in order to do so we need you to infiltrate this college and what we have presented before you are masks which will not only revert you physically, you'll retain all of your abilities, your skills, things like that, but you will be mentally and physically regressed to being 18 years old. You need to infiltrate this college, find out who the blue dragon is. It's a trait of dragons that they know polymorph. They could be anyone, but the reason they've created this college is not only for creating evil but some sort of self-serving purpose so ingratiate yourselves as much as you can figure out the hierarchy of this college find the dragon and then assassinate them and he puts forward a very wicked looking wand um. 500,000 gold for the guild are we, are we supposed to do something with the wand? What's the, what's oh, the wand for? Yeah. 
Oh, it's a murder stick. It won't work on non-dragons, but this is an absolute black arrow, so to speak. Like, if you can figure out who the dragon is and use this on them, no battle needed. How do we use it? Oh, just poke him with it. He picks it up and pokes Olive, but because she's not a dragon, it doesn't work. <laughs> As a lizard person, that makes me very uncomfortable. I, yeah, I, we've got a, we've got a crocodile and a, and a dragonborn. Maybe yeah. I'm just going to take this. Yeah, good good call. Yeah. yeah, so I'll hold on to that for you. So you understand the mission, correct? I think the mission is to go to this college and poke everybody we see with this stick <laughs> until we until we hit somebody. Oh, it only has one more charge left. I use its secondary charge doing that joke with Olive. Lovely. <laughs> it was pretty funny, though, right? Totally worth it, yes. I'm a uh, fun guy. Boss, what's the name of this college? Oh, it is the school upon high. The high school. It does sound evil. Yeah. We sent Tanninger and Raincloud, and they immediately were lost to the temptations of this college. They had a whole fun episode where they defended a nerd frat, and, like, they, like, taught him how to have self-confidence. It was hysterical, but <laughs> they did not kill the Blue Dragon, and that is why we were sending you. Oh, okay. No pressure, though. Oh, a bunch of pressure. I want to make it super clear. This will fundamentally change how the fire-breathing kittens operate. 500,000 gold is roughly 165 million American dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, but... Like, you mean just financially it'll change things for the guild, or something else? We could get airships... We could refurbish our entire guild hall. We could get rid of that smell in the eastern hallway. Oh, my God. Where is it even coming from? I know. (laughs) Wait, so does the guild get that gold or do we get that gold? Well, of course, you'll be given a portion of the gold. I mean, I assume the dragon has a hoard, so you're doing this job for the guild. We'll be given your traditional stipend. But if on top of assassinating an ancient blue dragon... I'm sorry, white dragon. It's the, those frost-colored dragons. They're so similar. Um, if you can find the dragon's hoard, that's all you, my guy. Wait, wait. Oh, so someone is actually paying us this much money to, to do this, to kill oh. this dragon. Yes, they have been, for whatever reason, devouring the Ongheg population. And a environmental preservation society is putting up a half a million gold pieces to get rid of this dragon. So, yes, that's really why we're doing it. Okay. But, like, if you can find the hoard, that's extra money on you. It would take a real villain to be like, oh, I can polymorph and live as a humanoid, but I'm going to still eat a dragon's amount of sheep. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He All right. is ex- creating a evil school to breed more villains in the world. This guy sucks. Most schools are very anti-breeding. Not this one. And this is why I understand 
the threat that you're going into. Are so, you ready to put upon the masks? Yeah, okay. Let's, let's move this plot forward. Cool. So we've got out of the setup phase. Uh, could we go one by one and describe your characters once more for the podcast? But a young, not necessarily 18 years old, like, um, numerically, but like, as your species ages, like your you've just hit maturity coming out of the child phase. Describe your characters. Uh, Aaron, you want to go first? Um, yeah, I am. Well, I mean, I'm still blue. I'm still scantily clad. That has not changed in the slightest. Um, I'm just pulling something up real quick. One second. Yeah, I was only 19 to start with, so, okay. so <laughs> I literally just went back a year. <laughs> awesome. Very little change with Aaron. <laughs> yeah. If anything, my skin is even more flawless and unwrinkled. That's about it. All right. Aaron gets even more attractive. Nesgrax, how many years did you lose by putting on the mask? Oh, I think Nesgrax is actually 40. Uh at the moment so he'll lose how many years is that 10 uh 22 22 mm-hmm. years so he'll um so i'm trying to think of what he would be like at that time so if he's 18 uh well he'll be back to being 510 <laughs> his original height <laughs> which will oh, disappoint again, him all yeah. of your Skills, abilities, everything carries over. So you are a five or you're a six foot version of ne- Nesgrax at 18. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, I think he uh, is going to be uh, pretty awkward looking. I think his, he hasn't really grown into his features yet. So his head kind of seems too big for his body. Um, he's a, he's a skinny lad in the first place, but I think he looks even sort of more sort of skinny and weird. Um, and his teeth are pretty, he's, he's got a dramatic overbite, which hasn't been fixed yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, and, uh, yeah, because he's a dragonborn, he doesn't really have hair, but, his fronds or, or whatever he has are pretty shaggy and sort of down in front of his eyes, you know, like, like bangs. So yeah, there's a lot of like, like your adult scales are coming in and your child scales are coming out. So there's just like a lot of loose scales and things like that, like creating a sort of bang like look. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Olive. Can you please describe your character? The major difference between Olive in Don't Drink the Water, which was her first adventure in season 2021, and now, apart from being a year and a half older, right, is that she went from being this, like, overweight, you know, no good habits, doesn't take care of herself or exercise. She just, like, spends all of her day working at Target and comes home and collapses on the couch and you know, watches TV by herself because her roommates are in their own rooms and is like 
emotionally crippled by the sudden lack of a support system and friends and family and volleyball team around her. So, like, if she were to go back to 18, that would be... She wouldn't yet be fat, but she definitely does not have any good habits. Like, she's only fit because she spends six hours a day playing volleyball with this group of people that's like super toxic to be around but that because she spends six hours a day with she's very emotionally dependent on so olive's a lot dumber (laughs) yeah uh, olive (laughs) as an adult you pick up this mask and your guild master's words kind of echo in your head this will regress you Oh, I just moved and, out and got my own apartment and started seeing, like, a healthy boyfriend. Oh, man. Okay, let's do this. In that moment, you immediately become that girl again. Oh. Okay, kids. Well, um, let's get you on the bus. <laughs> and I, uh, I want to say goodbye to Ghoulie, my ghoul. <laughs> oh, you're not bringing them? Oh, can I? 100%. They're your ghoul. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on, ghoulie. You see ghoulie's flesh looks like slightly, like, more, like, fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, he has also arcanically regressed a few years. Oh, great. Okay. So ghoulie's looking like a little bit like you. You know, <laughs> just a, a younger corpse. Sure. Um, (laughs) uh, you are shuffled onto an airship I'll save you the time of doing that whole process Um, you travel for multiple hours and I will say uh, you're kind of like getting into the mindset of like oh I haven't felt this stuff for some of you two years for some of you 20 years for one of you six months (laughs) (laughs) um but you ride this airship as you're like oh i'm a kid again and it approaches a school upon high you descend from this airship upon a massive like greco-roman style uh building it is carved straight out of the side of a mountain like high walls big pillars and like Hundreds would be a bit bold, but at least high dozens of people. Well, people, maybe not being the correct term, monsters, are flying into this school. You see, there are no footpaths to this school. You have to be able to fly or have some means to traverse the side of a mountain to get here. Um, People are flying large like ogres are climbing up the side with goblins upon their back they throw the goblins onto the ground go like give me your lunch money i gave you a ride (laughs) and immediately you see the hierarchy of this school as uh perhaps intentionally incorrectly the phrase of the school emblazoned on the front of this like um Oh, I can't remember the name of the Greek building. It starts with like a P. Parthenon. The Parthenon. A Parthenon-style thing. Canis Canum. Doggy dog. Ah. Uh, you descend from your airship and enter the grounds of the school. Uh, would you like to take any active action 
before school begins and you become a number of people in a crowd. What is everyone else wearing? Uh, give me a perception check, please. Five. You see that there are a bunch of literal skeletons that are hanging out, and they're all wearing sort of like loose leather rags. And you're like, oh, a lot of people are wearing loose leather rags. Maybe that's in. Like, you know you're probably not fully keyed into what's going on, but loose leather rags is a look that people are wearing. Hmm. All right. Well, Aaron is going to touch one of the chain links on his chest, and his outfit is going to transform into his own style of loose leather rags. Uh, it looks more like blue dragon scale, or mm. uh, like leather with like bits of leather with blue dragon scale on it, uh, cascading down over his his body. Next, Rex <laughs> Olive. Any actions? Um. Let's see. I. I say to Olive, um, Olive, I'm sort of getting a, a familiar feeling about this place. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I, I, I sort of know how to take care of myself here. Uh, I'm just wondering if, if, if you want me to help you with anything. Uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't want your, your feelings getting hurt by, by mean people, if you understand what I mean. You didn't directly say clothes. Olive wasn't thinking about clothes. So she's trying to decipher what you're saying. And she'll say, um, I appreciate you having my back. And she punches your shoulder because she thinks that was a vague statement of support. <laughs> clothes have not entered her mind at all. Okay. Uh, Nezrax, could you make a uh, dexterity saving throw? Uh, okay. <laughs> I punched you really hard, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, a... Bugbear in a letterman's jacket is attempting to push Nesgrax to the ground as he okay. sees a moment of sincerity come out of him. Okay. Uh, I rolled a nine. Uh, that is not enough to save. You fall prone. You take like two points of damage, like a negligible amount. But you see in the quad, so to speak, everybody sees a jock push you on the ground. Mm-hmm. Can I oh. react to that? Oh, man. Yeah, me too. Did I get you? Uh, Aaron, you, like, notice, like, as you're, like, looking, you're a little bit of a distance away. All of you are in physical reach if you would like oh. to do something. Why, yes, I would. I would like to take two blows to strike the person and <laughs> use... Yeah. Actually, I would like to use four blows to strike the person using non-lethal force. I just need to hit him once. There we go. I probably hit him three times. That was three rolls above 18. Three hits. Yeah. Okay, please make a dexterity saving throw. Fail. Three on the dice. Yeah, you would have had to beat a 16. Be knocked prone. <laughs> so, Olive, please describe as Nesgrax is, like, D like shoulder checked straight to the concrete floor how do you take out this jock they're taller than me right how tall are you 511 i gained an inch from spider eggs <laughs> uh yeah rocking about 66 so like not an incredible amount but it's a hunch tight 
I drop to the ground, and my tail that is about four feet long-ish, um, two feet for the thick part, you know, I swipe his feet out from under him, and then I stand back up. Ooh! Like, the crowd of people that is, like, slowly beginning to gather around you, he looks up with an absolute barbarian rage in his eyes. Like, ready uh, to Did I mention all of the damage that I did to him? Uh, you did not. I have plus six to every one of my blows, and I hit him three times, so I did at least 18 damage to this person before rolling on the dice. Uh, Non-lethally. Not enough to bloody him, but you do break his nose. Excellent. (laughs) And if he looks like he's going to continue putting up a fight, I would have rolled those damage. Let me just roll some d8s right here. He looks like he is. He... Okay, well, even more injured. Um, If not for the cannon blast that strikes the Parthenon-style building that marks the entrance of the College of uh, Upon High, you see a tiefling with red skin, like a sort of like bob haircut, like quaffed up almost like a pompadour, small horns wearing an eye patch, Tattoos from the throat down to, like, clearly covering most of her body uh, is riding a, what seems to be a large automaton looking like a beetle, but effectively a tank. Uh, The cannon blast hits the walls and she shouts from atop, Rag, knock it off. She kicked the crap out of you. Go mess with the nerd. And you see she only has one eye visible because she wears an eye patch. This girl on the tank winks at you, Olive. And sort of the tense moment is dispersed as uh, everyone make perception checks if you want to hear the gossip that is going around. Mm -hmm. Three. Fourteen. Fifteen. Uh... Not much I can do about below 10, but the middling gossip you hear is, that's rude. I heard, I heard she ripped a dude's face off after she hooked up with him. No, 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 no. That's not what I heard. I heard she eats your soul if you hook up with her. No, no, you're so wrong, dude. She hooks up with anybody. You just gotta pay her. And then you see this totally stoic figure is riding a tank. And again, most people come via airship or flying, but she straight up rode a tank to school. She pats her beetle on the head, says something to it that you guys can't hear. It sort of like nuzzles at her. And she walks towards a truly massive woman standing 16 feet tall, this is a young giant. Uh, would you guys like to react as sort of the vibe of high school is flowing over you? Aaron, you've ingratiated yourself in the skeleton community. Nezgrax, you got bullied by a jock. Olive, you established yourself as a woman not to be messed with. <laughs> but seemingly an awkward piece has come now that the ballista babe has showed up. I help Nesgrax up off the ground. I uh, I say, thank you, Olive. I, I, 
appreciate it. Uh, he, he's like embarrassed that he needed protection. And he turns to Ghoulie and he says, where were you, guy? And Ghoulie's like, he like shrugs. <laughs> yeah, you see that his reaction speed, because he is a corpse, as fresh as he is, is very slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sort of dust myself off. I say, figures. Yes, okay, fine. Whatever. I, I'll tell you what. I, I've, I've got an idea, and I take out my uh, Onyx uh, dog, um, my figurine of Wondrous Power, which turns into a, a dog, which is... Um, my dog Stan. So Woof. Stan Stan will be my he, he speaks uh, common. <laughs> but he has an intelligence of eight. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Sinesrex. <laughs> I meant to say roof. <laughs> be careful of the roof. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Stan. Listen, there's some rough characters around here. Uh is a little slow on the reaction time, so I just need you to just like, you know, be ready, okay? Uh, immediately jumps to your defense. He is a good boy. <laughs> like, just full-on, like, sniffing the area around you, circling your feet, like, all right, what's going on? I gotta defend Nesgrax. Uh, Aaron, Olive? Um, is the jock still on the ground? Uh, he has picked himself up and seems to have, like, gone with the rest of the jocks to pick up and throw a goblin... Like, amongst themselves. Uh. Hmm. I'm gonna let that go. I'm not. <laughs> she doesn't get high school. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna use this moment to educate Olive. He's gonna go over and say, Hey, Olive, um, I don't know how high school went for you, but I'm kind of used to being Queen B. There's some rules. You know about these rules? Why don't you explain them to me, Aaron? Okay. First off, you have to be prettier than everyone else. You also have to be meaner, stronger, and, well, you have to turn a blind eye to a few things. It's not always right, but the goblins are not our target here. Aaron's right, Olive. We, we have a mission. Is there any advantage to letting the goblin get picked on? Like, what does that do for you other than, like... You don't put yourself at risk. Like, but other than that, is there any reason why we would let this person get abused in front of us? Because we have to establish ourselves as total BAs. And punching people wouldn't do that? It does, but saving the nerds doesn't. We need to uh, display an air of, you know, we don't care. We're, we're, we're cool. We, we glide through this school as if... Nothing affects us. Uh, we don't. There's a mission here, Olive. Okay, we need to find this dragon and uh, and 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 kill him. Okay, if we start defending every nerd that gets picked on in this school, uh, we make ourselves a target. Don't you see? It's basic high school or college or whatever this is. It's not high school. Everybody is above eighteen. You're allowed to kill them, and they're allowed to drink and fornicate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Officially, no minors are in this episode. <laughs> yes, there are no minors. It is just a school upon high, not high school. <laughs> uh, as you guys are discussing beauty and status, 
You've all hung out with Tanager before. He occasionally likes to use a spell called Unearthly Chorus, where just music envelops you, and you hear this spell go off as three beautiful winged, one is a harpy, one is a succubus, the last is a kenku, descend from on high, surrounded by, I mean, in this school, unholy light, but a chorus of like, ah, ah, like a hush goes over the quad as the feathers descend. Uh, immediately, a number of goblins, kobold, basically small-sized henchmen species run to them and throw money and gifts at their feet. They stomp their coins, stomp their cakes. In it truly, Aaron, you clock it immediately. This is hot couture. Like, they are wearing truly beautiful attire. They walk directly to the jocks. Oh, what's up, Feather? Um, you know, like, we're hanging out at the frat next week. And she fully rips this bugbear's face off <laughs> with a clawed hand. Throws the skin that was his face to the ground. And everyone applauds. <laughs> Would you like to react? <laughs> what is she wearing exactly? So, uh, Feather H is wearing, like, a red sort of, like, almost like military attire. Like, high shoulders, like, a fully, like, V-shaped frame. Uh, she has wings, so the backs are split, but split into, like, a flowing silk, almost like wedding gown behind, behind her. Everything dyed red. Uh, Feather Z is the Kenku. She wears blue. Um, a much more simple, like, silk wrapped around silk, like scarves upon scarves. Uh, she's a Kenku, so her wings are her hands, so her attire is limited. Now, Feather B, the succubus, full leather bondage gear, just to make it real crystal. She has an incredible body, and she has nothing to hide about it. And much of the school adores her for it. Which one just ripped the face off the bugbear? That would be, uh, I believe, Heather H., I said. The, the uh, harpy. The harpy. Okay. Um, uh, you I also am... see that... Could you make a perception check real quick? Sure. Ten. You see she has a lock, a heart-shaped locket around her neck that has an eyeball set in the center of it. Hmm. Well, I'm going to assume but that continue. she is... I'm going to assume that she is Queen Bee, and I am going to, uh, again, touch my outfit and have my clothing transform into an exact, exact replica of her outfit, but all in blue. And then I'm going to saunter past her. Uh... Okay, uh, Nesgrax, Olive, would you like to respond while I look something up? Um, I I want to like sort of gesture to what just happened, the bugbear getting his face ripped off, and say to Olive, see, sometimes things just take care of themselves. <laughs> Does the bugbear look like they're dying? Like, is their face off? 
Uh, no. He has enough hit points to where this was not a lethal blow, but he will never have a face again. Oh, gosh. I think I go and I pick up the face and I like, I've got two healing potions on my person. I'd like to like use it as glue to stick it back onto his face, onto his skull. Uh, Could you make a dexterity saving throw? 28. So you are not pushed back, but Rog, the jock that has been pushed to the ground, attempts to push you away and goes, I don't need your help, nerd. Um, I yell to, well, I say to Dan, I'm sorry, Stan, my dog. Uh, Stan, there's a treat for you there. There's some face. (laughs) And then Uh, Stan's going to eat up the face. Scarfs it immediately up. Uh, Aaron, could you make a wisdom saving throw? Of course. Oh, that was a nat 20. You feel a very specific blend of spells hit your body. It is both vicious mockery and command at the same time. You are not affected by this girl's bullying. She looks at you and goes, change. What do you say in response? I will glance over my shoulder at her and say, Oh, sorry, honey. I thought you knew the red version was last season. Royalty has its advantages. Uh, please make a performance check. I mean, you nailed it, but let's see how hard. <laughs> uh, well, let me see here. I rolled a 13, and my performance is a plus 15. So 28. She will roll in response. She got a nine on the dice, and even with her big fat bonus, does not beat you. So, immediately, like, some jocks clock you. Some nerds are like, who's that? Oh my goodness. Like, you have established yourself in this community. Feels just Uh, like home. (laughs) Uh, A full hag comes out from the front of the school and goes all right everyone get to class come on new students please i know we have some transfers today get yourself to matriculation please great i'm Um, hungry (laughs) uh cool so the new students are ushered into a room with the dean who is a full like hell rider style like flaming skull in, like, a very formal, like, business suit. Okay, we have, uh, Olive Mundo, Lizard Folk. Interesting. Uh, so will you be taking henchman courses, or are you... Oh, open hand. So you're going for the killing blow. One day. That was my plan. So are you ready for that level of courses? Because there's much we could teach you in the ways to instant murder. I'm not quite there yet. So henchman courses, then? Uh, I mean, that doesn't sound great, but I can't currently kill people with one flick of my finger like I will be able to in the future if I keep training, but um, I guess, sure. Well, Uh, that's why you're in school. So we're going to put you in the assassination group or brutal murder. Which feels most comfortable for you? Henchman. I want to meet the henchman. I also would be a Hufflepuff, because that needs the most help. <laughs> Henchman me, please. Oh, excellent. Well, 
Uh, go ahead and just follow whatever throng of goblins you find. I'm sure you'll end up where you need. Next, please. Uh, Aaron, you are ushered next. All right, we have a triton. I understand of noble lineage. You seem to be beautiful, objectively. So, siren courses? Mm, yeah, that works. Excellent. Uh, we also have noted that you're a lore bard, so I assume you'll participate in the gossip circles? I am the gossip circles. You'll do well here. Stamps, like your papers. Uh, you're, like, you go to siren classes where they will teach you to bend and break mortal minds <laughs> by pure beauty of will. Negs, Grax, please. I, I walk up, like, nonchalantly and I sort of stand sassily to one side like I don't care. Now you're an interesting one. Both a dragonborn and a necromancer? And a uh, lineage member? Yeah. I've got it all. I'm the full package. So will you be following in your progenitor's footsteps? Should we put you in the Zorvital courses? The debut of talk course, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's the, it's the path, the 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 Scarsbrush way. Yes. Okay. So we'll going to minor you in necromancy, major in Zorvital. Excellent. You'll be with good scaled kind. I hope you bend and break this world to your whims. All right. Cool. Peace. I mean, not peace. War. Uh, give me war. A, I say war. <laughs> insight, history, perception. Okay. To try to figure out what he just said to you. Uh, I'm going to do history. 15. So, you're a dragonborn, right? Mm-hmm. Which means, at some point, there's a dragon's blood in your veins. Okay. He was referencing your draconic progenitor. Ah. Uh, Zorvidal is some sort of high-level dragon gambling that only true dragons can do. Dragon gambling. <laughs> this is right up my yeah, alley. You're like... <laughs> okay. You got it from somewhere, my brother. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now it's all making sense. Cool. So you guys have a moment to meet up with each other, if you would like to confer. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, I guess... Olive, you're going with the little people? I've never felt more like Hermione. It's great. <laughs> okay. Have, have fun. Society for the Protection of Elvish Welfare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and Aaron, you're going to go learn to sing really well and drive people insane? Oh, no, I'm going to teach them. But more importantly, I'm going to be infiltrating the gossip circles. I'll see what information I can get. I'll cover intel. Nesgrax, I feel like you are probably the most likely to get direct access to dragons around here, given the class that you're in. So keep your eyes open. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm just sort of like a little bit taken aback here. No idea. I'm sort of learning I have the gene, I guess, for... For gambling addiction, it's all sort of making sense now. So uh, something tells me it's more than gambling. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few <laughs> skeletons <laughs> in my closet. Okay, yeah. Other than Ghoulie. Uh yeah. Ghoulie <laughs> is like, hey, come on, 
No, you're not a skeleton. You're a ghoul. You have flesh. It's not. Don't don't be so easily offended. My age got regressed too. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys go to class. Um, now here's a little bit of a question for you all. How long do you want to spend at this college? How long? The longer you stay here, the more you can learn. Um, the more you can learn also ability-wise. Or you can try to speed run this assassination. How long do you want to spend as a college student? What's the... I mean... What's the max? Uh, usually it's four years. If you want to go for your master's, I think that's like six. Like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say at least a semester, joking aside, would probably be um, enough time to like fully get what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I could do a semester. Yeah, I think Nesgrax is sort of feeling lured in by the the um, educational resources here because he he's right now he's going to a, a fairly mediocre community college. To learn necromancy. <laughs> uh, so I think he's probably interested in staying for as long as he could. Uh, cool. Olive, how do you feel about this? I'll stay as long as my friends are staying. Because I am dependent emotionally upon others. And uh, <laughs> they seem to have a plan. So I'm going with it. <laughs> and Vodabar. I would like to like become really close and tight with these goblins. Uh, I'm 5'11", and they're, like, three feet, so maybe some of them, like, take turns riding on my shoulders? Uh, absolutely. So we're gonna do a, a little bit of a montage here. It's not just goblins and kobolds in your classes. It is all of the tradition. There's also dumb orcs, like, zombies with just enough sentience to, like, know what they're doing. Just the stuff that you kill when you're, like, a level three adventurer. A lot of your days are spent uh, in the gym, where they will, like, have somebody dressed up like a knight in, like, very terrible medieval times-style armor. Like, oh, I'm a human. I'm gonna take your land, because this is my place now. <laughs> and, yeah, you... Uh, okay, so give me... Let's do a wisdom check. Like a saving throw? Just a check. Eight on the dice, plus a wisdom modifier of plus three is 11. Uh, you've been trying to get this move down that your gym teacher, who is like a truly terrifying orc, like slashed his own eye out, like follower of Grimash. Um, if you can figure out how to bite someone hard enough using your massive crocodile maw, you can rip their limb off. You haven't quite mastered it yet, but that's what you're trying to be taught. Oh, dang, I'm studying severing blow. Why? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mundo, you gotta bite harder. Tear that flesh. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> uh, you... Well, no, you actually, you wouldn't have any classes with them. So, yeah, uh, you also ingratiate yourself in the henchman nerd community. Yeah, anytime anyone tries to pick on my crew, I, mm, I don't kill them. 
But <laughs> just leave I it there. Them. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> I make them yeah. wish they were dead. You see, the problem is they are willing to let themselves get beaten up for social status or just not getting messed with as hard as they could. They have a henchman mindset. I, I like waste a semester trying to teach the slaves to rebel and uh, just beating <laughs> well, a lot of semester's people. not over yet. I'm just trying <laughs> to get your trajectory. Yeah, I would like to start many hall fights. Hall fights. Yeah. Uh, cool. Noted. I'm going to go ahead and get everybody else's trajectory and then uh, we're going to circle back to that. Um, Nesgrax, mm -hmm. you are minoring in necromancy, majoring in Zorvital. Mm -hmm. How do you approach your semester? Are you trying to learn as much as possible or are you trying to make friends? Um, I think Nesgrax is learning as much as possible. I don't think he's in the mindset to make friends right now. There's a couple of things going on with him. He's being sort of stalked by Mephistopheles, his former patron. Um, so he's like desperately trying to learn as much as he can so he can figure out a way to get out of that situation and not be dragged to hell. Um, uh, give me an arcana. Okay. 24. A fundamental change in your core nature could help. It's not a for sure, for sure. But if you were no longer Negscrax, your bond with Mephistopheles would at least be hampered. You can do that by becoming a dragon of Zorvital, but that means becoming a dragon. You would no longer be Nezgrax, the dragonborn wizard. You would be something much else. So you've been studying with the 24. You have a rough understanding of how to do it. But it's sort of this moral quandary. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, also, everybody yeah. in your courses thinks you're super smart and cool. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh Boy, okay. Yeesh. Gonna have to sleep. What do you think, Ghoulie? <laughs> Brains? <laughs> Stan, any any opinions? I think that we should go for a walk and perhaps find a nice stick. Okay, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But that's what you learn over the course of your semester. Um, Aaron, what are you up to? Uh, I am in my siren courses, uh, trying to see if they can teach me anything at all. We'll see. And definitely getting to know who all of the top dogs at this school are and making sure that I'm one of them. Uh, give me an investigation at advantage. Investigation at advantage. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a 17 and, oh wait, but at advantage... Uh, non-natural 20. So with a dirty 20, uh, you more or less get the social hierarchy. There are the feathers, those three winged beings that descended from on high. Uh, they are the absolute queens of the school. 
you see that the Kenku is mainly used to mimic voices to embarrass nerds, telling people like, hey, meet me here, let's hook up, and then totally embarrassed. Uh, there is another group which is consistent of a girl that you're with in your siren courses, a literal, like, pastel goth Tinkerbell. Like, she's only four inches tall. Her name's Trixie. Um, she hangs out with that giant girl and the girl who owns that tank from earlier. They have firm and long-standing beef with the feathers. And they, like... Everybody makes fun of them, and they own it. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's the bad girls, or there's the girls everybody love, and everybody else is just in between. Okay. Do I get all kinds of juicy details about the feathers from this group? Uh, this is where I'm going to bleed everyone in. Let's start with one of Olive's hallway fights. All right, and then I'd like to also have found out who's ordering us around, because I think the person ordering, like, out of character, I think the person ordering the henchman around might be a disguised white dragon. And in character, Olive wants to find and beat them up. Uh, so it's, for the henchmen, they either worship the feathers or are totally subservient to the jocks. Which are, well, were led by Rog, the guy who got his face ripped off. But after he got his face ripped off, he he lost a lot of social status. (laughs) You don't, don't talk to a feather. (laughs) Um, So the jock circles are in sort of chaos, and the feathers have only gained more power. So the people ordering the henchmen around are like a diverse everybody, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint one person there's nobody ordering them they're willingly following the feathers because they're so much above everyone and again this is the henchman mindset of like hey man i can't i can't kill an adventurer but well i'll follow a lich i guess (laughs) Hmm. all right so someone uh is walking down the hallway and kicks a goblin and the goblin, like, yelps and falls to the floor, and the person keeps walking, and I step in front of them with my hands on my hips. Hallway fight scene style? Uh, would you like to make an intimidation or just straight up start combat? I just want to beat him. Yeah. Attack. You you get first initiative because you're starting the fight. My lowest to hit is above 20. Do I hit them four times? Yeah. Okay. 35 damage, non-lethal. Uh, not enough to bloody him, but you take out a good third of their health. And please make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, what do I have to beat? My key save is 16. And if you fail, you're knocked prone so that I can better hit you with my next round of flurry of blows. So describe how you totally take out Mike, the jock. (laughs) (laughs) Four punches... To the face, causing them to topple backwards and land on their back on the hallway floor, and then I start kicking them with round two? Uh, so, Olive, you're absolutely kicking the crap out of this guy who messed with one of your classmates, and, uh, 
Trixie sort of like sidles up to you, Aaron, like sits perched on your shoulder and goes, that girl doesn't mess around. No, she doesn't. Let's see how this goes. Uh, give me one more round of attacks. Uh, I rolled for the jock. Mike missed every one of his hits. I, I Your AC is above like a 13, right? It's 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed. My lowest hit was... My hit to hits are plus 11 at this point. So my lowest hit is a 20 and I got a crit. 24 plus 17 is 41 damage on my second round of kicks. Uh, so Aaron, Trixie is just giggling. Uh, she's smoking a full-size cigarette, which is roughly like half the size of her body. Uh, and just like giggle cackling as Olive is truly beating the crud out of this person. I'm going to turn to her and say, okay. This is usually where a teacher approaches. Where are they coming from? I'll stop if uh, if the person looks like they're if they're doing the fetal curl, arms around the head. You know, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> One more round like that, and they will be doing that. You have taken okay. two thirds of their hit points. Uh, oh, uh, they. Sorry, let me get into Trixie's voice. Oh no, they love this stuff. If you're gonna be evil, you gotta succeed. We're just weeding out the weak. She knows. Look at her. Look at her go. And all of you are just stomping this prone jock on the ground. <laughs> Is anyone looking like they're going to interfere with her? Uh, Maybe the jock buddies. Insight check. Uh, Twelve. Uh, no. I mean, like, you know for sure. No one's going to interfere with this fight. Olive is just going to beat this person until they cry. Until they yield. Yeah, and stop kicking goblins. So do you know her? Because we were going to go spray paint some graffiti on the Western Hall later. Me and Rox and uh, Helen and, you know, uh, but I don't know. She seems pretty cool. Do you know her? Yeah. She's my slightly less cool friend, but she's good people. Ah, well, uh, like I said, when classes are over, go on the Eastern Hall on the side of it. There's, I know Rox is going to bring the tank, so just look for the tank. That'll be where we're hanging out. Okay. Uh, Nesgrax. Mm-hmm. Some of your people in the necromancy course are, like, trying to talk to you. Like, you actively were avoiding social discourse, Mm -hmm. but established yourself as a very smart person. So they're like, so what parts do you think will be viable? I mean, if he gets brought to the necromancy lab, if she kills him, uh, I I, I would like an arm. No, dude, you got to go for the legs. The legs are the best part. She's kicking him in the chest. It's going to mess up the whole upper frame. It's like you hanging out with a Rex? bunch of Dr. Cruds. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, were you done? Oh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Nesgrax? I think... I, uh, I, I think... Uh, I think my friend is kicking ass right now, and I'm not going to stop her. You're friends with Mundo? Uh, uh, sh- yeah, sort of. Uh... 
a very low-level kobold who is like just starting his necromancy courses is like she's so hot (laughs) (laughs) uh give me an insight okay nine not a ten sorry okay (laughs) uh people are talking about olive but you're not sure if it's good or bad okay it's okay i don't really care (laughs) (laughs) that's why you're so cool (laughs) uh cool so uh you guys go through your next round of classes again this is like now that i know you're spending a semester here this is sort of over uh you know you've been here for like a couple weeks now and uh trixie has invited aaron and olive to hang out with the bad girls okay so olive what do you think can we go uh do some graffiti? Yeah, I have no problem with that. Okay. <laughs> I have interesting morals. Yeah, Aaron is surprised by this, but okay. <laughs> Art is beautiful. <laughs> what does it hurt, really? Okay. Uh, for the sake of keeping the group together, Nezgrax, you see that Olive and Aaron are, like, walking off together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and for anybody curious, I am extremely susceptible to peer pressure. So, like, if there's no direct victim, I will do basically whatever the group wants to do. Because I'm 18-year-old Olive. <laughs> uh, Let's go paint the building. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, Nesgrax forgets himself for a moment. And he sort of geekily, like, calls out to his friends. He's like, Olive, Aaron. Hey, over here. And he like runs in his awkward <laughs> way. A hush them. goes over the quad as they wait for Olive and Aaron to react to King Nerd Nesgrax <laughs> calling them out publicly. Um, I think we should stick together. So I'll acknowledge his response. <laughs> Disdainful acknowledgement from the cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> Olive lifts a hand to high-five you, because your listeners can't see this, but he was very much flailing the arms. So I will <laughs> raise a hand so that you can high-five me so it, it looks like you had a goal. <laughs> <laughs> the quad is ablaze with discussion as the cute, handsome boy, the girl who beats everybody up, and <laughs> that smart dragon kid all hang out together. And then walk over to where the bad girls hang out. And you see there, like I said, is a 16 foot tall, like in a simple, almost like servant's dress. But she's so large, like you see that goblins and like jocks and stuff are trying to get like a peek up her dress and stuff. Trixie is actively casting darkness around her knees so nobody can look up her oh, dress. I'm going to the goblins. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But she seems fully oblivious to what's going on. And then you hear a chorus of like, Big hell! Come on, big... Moo! Moo! And she's like, oh, boys are talking to me. Trixie's like, Helen, oh my god, get a clue! And then you see Rox, the tiefling, is wearing a leather jacket, a like ripped up white shirt that says good is good on it. And uh, spray painting. Could everybody give me a religion check? Oh, natural Not 20. I rolled a four. Uh, Annette 20, Nezgrax, you've been studying this. She is 
spray painting a summoning sigil for angels of Pelor. Like the traditional good god. Okay. Uh, Trixie flies away from Helen and, like, is all of his kicking nerds away f- or from, like, her knees. <laughs> and she Creeps. just kind of waves, bye. Uh, oh, Aaron, you made it and you brought Olive. Hello, Miss Moon, though. Don't beat me up. <laughs> I'm, I'm a nice one, you know. But, uh, lovely to meet you. And, uh, who's this nerd? Uh, oh. Excuse me, uh, I'm Nesgrax Scarsbrush. I'm not a nerd. I'm a very cool dude. Does Nesgrax actually believe that? Um, no. You give me a persuasion or a deception. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. I'll do, I'll do a deception. Deception. 21. Yeah, I guess he's all right. She comes up and, like, gives you a kiss on the cheek, and you feel like it was a very low level command spell that was just like look at me and you like you willfully fail it she was just messing with you but Trixie gives you a little wink <laughs> just for just so I'm clear is Trixie the Kenku Trixie is a pixie oh okay sorry I'm yeah I'm, she is God, a for, she is the uh, peach colored pastel goth tinkerbell gotcha Yep, Helen is the giant, Roxy's the tank. Tank girl, the tiefling. Um, Aaron is going to turn to Trixie and say, he's old money, just go with it. She looks at you with a look of recognition of like, oh, okay, I get it. So, uh, go ahead and grab some spray paint. Rox, she's in, she's in it. She's hammered, there's no stopping her now. If this girl, oh my god. Uh, I say, uh, why are we, uh, spray painting, um, uh, markings to summon, uh, the angels of Pelor? Rox looks at you with her eye-patched face and, like, a true snarl. You see she has filed down her canine teeth to where they are essentially fangs. Because this place needs to be purged. Nesgrax. This place is disgusting, and it's bad. Good is good. Okay. So why did you come here? She goes back to spray painting, and Trixie kind of, like, nuzzles up in your ear and whispers, Well, if your family gets killed by adventurers, you get a free tuition. And, uh, yeah, her mom, she got it hard. And that's when she got in a beef with her uh, feather. And, oh, things got ugly after there, but, uh, yeah, we got free tuition. They thought it was funny to let their rangers, uh, familiar, hunt down evil pixies. So that's how my pants died. So I, I, I stay with, uh, uh, rocks. Helen, like, looks down at you and goes, like, my family was just singing our song of our people, but it caused avalanches. Nobody told the humans to move there, but, you know, that's the way it goes. I guess that's why mommy and daddy had to die. And you see, these are a group of orphans that have gotten free tuition because their families were killed by adventurers. Yeah, adventurers are the worst. (laughs) I know, right? They think they can just do whatever they want because they're getting a little coin paid to them. 
I mean, exactly. I just want to eat a couple souls. Sometimes I do a bat. Sometimes I do a kid. It's weird as what it is, you know, but it's messed up that these people live their lives. And then rocks looks up and goes, there's nothing wrong with it. The problem is evil. And Trixie just like bats her away. I think good and evil is subjective. I think there's skill and there's messy. Helen looks down and he goes, I think that's a very nice point. Thank you, Helen. Do you want to share my lunch with me? I won't be able to finish it all. And she pulls out a full hero's feast. Like bento style. (laughs) Aaron snags a mooncake. Yeah, so you guys are in a community right now. You have your mission, and you've ingratiated yourselves with somebody. I have an idea. Aaron takes up some of the spray paints and uh, starts frantically constructing a mural of a white dragon. Ooh. Mm, interesting. Uh, okay. Do we need a, like a performance role for this? Or? Yeah, uh... It's going to work no matter what. Let's see how hard you can rock it. Um, 26. Or wait. Yeah, 26. Oh. So you have a crush on Kevin? Uh, what? I don't know his name. What? Yeah, the white dragon. He's the he's the head of Ogama Kappa Kai. Tell me more. Well, you're painting his face on the wall. Like, I assume you know something about him. Well, just you the know. face. He's the head of the Jacks. He's uh, super senior. He's been here for God's know how long. But uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, I heard he was dating Feather H. But uh, I don't know. They got beef. Actually, him and Rocks hooked up. That's why they got their beef. That's why she ripped her eye out. Interesting. Heather H. is the one I offended with the outfit already, correct? Yeah, she is the lead feather. Okay, and Kevin is the head of the jocks and lives, you said, at the Gamma Kappa house? Yeah, some generic fraternity name. All right, interesting. What do we know about Kevin? Is he, what is he like? What are his interests? Well, uh, I guess his, like, dad runs the school or something. I don't know, but uh, him and Rocks have a history. He was real nice to her around the time her mom's died, and then that's when Feather got all turned up and ripped her eye out, plucked out all of her feathers, and now Rocks is the way she is. And you see this tiefling, like, again, Aaron specifically, you remember the eyeball that Feather wore in a locket around her neck? Uh-huh. You see the eye patch on Roxy's face, and the fact that she rides a tank to school and not fly. Interesting. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll just have to meet this Kevin. You said he recently broke up with uh, Feather H? Oh my god, they're off, they're on, they're off, they're on. Nobody knows, but all I know is if you get close to Kevin... Feather will rip your... And then Roxy cuts her off, looks at you, and goes, Rip your eye out. <laughs> well, she can try. Aaron flashes his piranha teeth. Uh, Rox looks at you with her filed-down fangs and, like, smiles. And then goes back to 
making sure that every line of this summoning circle is perfect. Hmm. I'm going to help out with the summoning circle. Okay. Here's why. One of the ways to take down... Alright, so like we're adventurers and we're totally doing the same thing that killed these orphans' families is that we're just coming in and killing someone and not asking enough questions to really have a true like jury of your peers sort of like justified killing so we're doing we're doing the vigilante killing that is the central problem of adventures so one of the other ways like alternative ending style that we could like take out this white dragon is we could like destroy the system that supports the white dragon so we could summon Paylor's angels so explaining to you guys what my motivation is i'm gonna really focus on the summoning circle and maybe like start some gang wars going between the jocks and everyone else because there's like some internal conflict going on there and maybe get the henchmen to overthrow the people like the feathers those are my plans (laughs) summoning circle gang wars amongst the jocks and henchmen against feathers (laughs) and like just take down the school and and burn it to the ground that's what i like doing yeah okay well (laughs) Because then if the dragon doesn't have any support system, like any money to fund their going off to eat sheeps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe this is about sheep. Uh, oh, so- y- you guys realize, just a quick note, because you spent a semester here, they're killing all the onkids for lunch. School lunch every day is onkid meat. Oh, so if the school didn't exist or if people didn't poop. See, the central problem is that everybody poops. So <laughs> we just got <laughs> We gotta bring hmm. the school down, <laughs> or get them to pay for food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. So many possible solutions here, other than killing this dragon, who is apparently quite hot. Aaron is telling me because <laughs> if that is <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you going to go about this? Is there a biology department? Um. Y- yes, though it's more focused on torture. So it's like biology, but how to take people apart, not why things work. (laughs) That is is just part of good cow butchering right there. So, I mean, we could go to the biology department and get them to breed up more animals and then have them butcher them in-house and feed everybody. And we could have them grow their own, like, evil crops, right? Like kudzu, really invasive, also fantastic starch. There's ways to do this, make the school self-sufficient. So I'm going to ask my friends. I'm going to like take you guys aside. So we're right up against the brick wall painting a dragon picture, right? Aaron and Nesgrax. And like mm-hmm. we can talk to one another in the, the sound of the spray paint cans. Yeah, Muffles you see are... like a group of goblins come up to Helen and are like, our feet are tired. Can we ride on your shoulders? But are clearly just trying to look down her top. Trixie immediately becomes distracted. Rox is like fully focused on spray painting so you guys can talk with privacy. I have like one question for my fellow adventurers. Do you think this school should continue? Also, Nesgrax, do you like it more than your other school? Uh, well, uh, uh, there's a couple of, I'm going to make, there's a prose, which are, um, I'm learning a lot, like how to not go to hell. Uh, also, it seems like the people in my class really like me, which is sort of a change. Uh, Khan, uh, 
There's no Bill. You remember my friend Bill? He surfs yeah. a lot. He has really good hearing. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> he I, I love Bill. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say. I mean, this this place is, it, there's obviously a lot of evil here, but it also sort of, I, I don't know, it works. It's like a functioning school. It's got a complicated social dynamic. It's the, uh, I, I'm not, uh, I don't know if I'm totally on board with um, dis- destroying this place at the moment. I, I, I don't know. All right. And Aaron? Uh, well, I think in general, this is a kind of evil place. I'm chaotic neutral. So, I mean, tearing down a school sounds fun and chaotic. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. So we've got one vote for keep the school going and one vote for can we burn things down, please? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seems like your vote split. Also, somewhere in this school, there is a dragon's horde. Which, if you want to be adventurers about it all, that's how you get a higher cut of money at the end. All right, here's the plan. We do both. We selectively choose our targets for the chaotic destruction, and we change the school using that destruction. So we, well, yeah. we burn down the Ankeg harvesting uh, program, and we rebuild it as a farm, a school farm. I bet that a lot of the henchmen have farming experience. Oh, they would be great oppressed serfs. You're so (laughs) right. (laughs) All of you know fully, they would be excellent oppressed serfs. (laughs) What if we overturn this place? What if we take down the jocks, take down the, the feathers, and leave better people in charge of this place? As you say that, you notice rocks actively wearing a shirt that says good is good and spray painting a sigil for a good god on the side of this school (laughs) yeah i mean exhibit a yeah she might be willing to run a farm um uh, hey nesgrex would your necromancy people be able to butcher the animals not everyone can do it it's pretty messy it's a little gross you got to murder them and then you got to cut them apart would they be okay with that um some of them are a little squeamish but yeah i mean we we Nezrex, you flash back to earlier today when Olive was kicking the crap out of that guy, and they were like, which body parts are most harvestable from the corpse she's going to leave? Like, you know, they absolutely would be able to do this. I mean, yeah, some of them are squeamish, of course, but like, the necromancers know bodies. Yeah, yeah. They, they know, they know, but they like dead bodies. They're like, they're sort of like raven, they're, you know, uh, vultures. They don't. They don't like to make the dead bodies. They just like having dead bodies around. But yeah, no, they could do it. That'd be fine. <laughs> okay, so we gotta, yeah, we gotta burn it down and rebuild it. <laughs> okay, everybody, let's do both. Aaron, who do we burn yeah. down? <laughs> well, like I said, I think that we gotta take down the feathers first of all, and okay. probably take down the main jocks. Maybe we start with this Kevin. Get close to him. Um, see if I, I mean, I'm thinking, what if I, what if I, um, ingratiate myself with the feathers, get close to Kevin, get him to date me instead of Feather H, and convince him to introduce me to his parents when I can take him out 
and then we can take out the feathers. Okay. Let's do that. And yeah. uh, let's also get the farm started and do everything. Yeah, let's do it all. <laughs> so is there like an evil plants department suffocating vines? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there is. There's absolutely an evil plant department. <laughs> okay. In Harry Potter, there's this uh, plant that someone gets as a gift in the hospital and Harry like sees it in a later scene. You learn that that plant, when the person was asleep in their hospital bed, like activated and reached out a vine and strangled them to death in their hospital bed. <laughs> Whoever's breeding that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of want to like go see them and do the Aaron flirting scene and the start the plants and animals farming scene. I, I mean, I, I don't even need to role play through that. Like if there's how much food can the students really eat? Can they farm it themselves? See, the issue is the orcs and the bugbears of it all. They eat an incredible amount of meat. And also they meat seem to plants. <laughs> they also seem to enjoy taking other people's lunches. Just as a fact of life. So, creating a sustainable ecosystem without affecting the mountain as a whole would be tricky. Well, it's not impossible. Don't you really just need, like, one druid at this school to make this work? Yeah, we just need plant food for animal life to then slaughter, right? They do have the blighter department. Oh, which are druids dedicated <laughs> they like in the way that druids gain magic through like creating plant life they get the same druidic magic by destroying plant life <laughs> so this yeah um but there are druids at the school you just got to convince them that good is good oh no 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 it's just that you need to grow your own slaughtering stock right like how are these necromancers getting their bodies you got to generate some bodies birth is part of death <laughs> make a persuasion roll oh gosh because no. i really want to twist that one on you three yes we need to expand our harvest stock there's so many humans down there bodies ripe for the picking oh, all no. we have to do is slaughter them oh boy <laughs> All right, because of my three, I'm going to give up on this thread. Let's just burn it down, Aaron. That's what we got. Let's let's have you sleep with this dude and then <laughs> burn it all down. Uh, Nesgrax, I'm not going to end this thread. I'm just going to pass it along to you. You're in the necromancy courses, and you see that they're like working on chalkboards. Like, how do we kill more people? <laughs> we need more bodies. You can absolutely figure this out. Just don't roll a three. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Should I roll first or should I? Well, what are you going to do as this, like you're sitting there quietly studying and then you see all the people that you actively ignore in your classes mm -hmm. come in and are like doing body math of like, okay, there's three nearby villages. If we let the children go until at least teenage years and just gross necromancy math. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, so I'm gonna like, uh, like do do a whistle, you know, with my fingers in in my mouth, you know, do one of those really loud whistles, and uh, 
I'm going to say, everyone, stop it. Do you hear what you're saying? You want to attack all of the people in the village near us. Do you think that this school will be able to survive a mass response to an effective genocide from us? Don't think so, my friends. We need to be stealthy, silent, and just use the resources that are available to us. We will not make waves. Understand? Uh, Give me a persuasion at advantage. Okay. Because that was a really good point. Oh, cheers. 20. Not net. Uh, They immediately erase everything they were working on and start doing other math that you see they just are going to, using the corpses they have available, make one giant undead. (laughs) They're going to take the corpses that they have now and put them together to make a giant undead creature. Exactly. Okay. I'm on board. Yeah, this is cool. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You're a smart man, Nesgrax. You're the class president. (laughs) We were going to discuss some tomes, some uh, grimoires that we found. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're into Hellfire, but uh, we were going to just hang out later if you want to come or whatever. Uh, Yeah, yeah. If you're talking about, uh, yeah, Hellfire, that's, that's, that's my bag, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. So, Nesgrax, you have taken command of the Necromancers. Okay. So, uh, plans still viable. Uh, Aaron, let's set some groundwork, because you all know the homecalling dance is gonna be in just like a few (laughs) weeks. Uh, just a few weeks from now. Okay. Which is going to be a massive social event. So if you could set something up for the homecoming, you'll like that would be the time to do it. Okay. Uh, well, I think first we have to ingratiate ourselves with the feathers somehow. Uh, is have I found, have I learned any gossip through the grapevine about things they really like? Um, I'm gonna ask you to make a check, but I will say because you rolled pretty high last time, you know, uh, Feather H is the mm-hmm. queen bee. She is totally immune to enchantments or seemingly insults. Uh, Feather Z, the Kenku, is probably the weak link in the chain. She is just sort of like a little bird girl who is hanging out with the popular kids and largely gets used to mimic other people's voices to totally socially destroy people. Um... The last feather, the succubus, really, really bad body image issues. Really? Yeah. So she is probably the most physically adept. Like, if we were to assign challenge levels to each of them, she is the most powerful, but totally bends the knee at Feather H if Feather H insults her. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, but feel free to make your check for any additional gossip you would like to hear. Yeah, gossip about things that they like. Things that 
like a gift that they would really enjoy anything that like they're like any fandoms they're into anything like that cool what'd you get on the roll uh let's see i rolled a nine plus this is what 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 check is this this is going to be an investigation okay 12 so very base level info feather h likes pain she likes when other people are mean to other people and she views that as like power status like if she was a dragon she would hoard other people's pain um feather z the kenku really really sweet girl who has just fallen in with a bad crowd of mean girls um the last one the succubus uh feather i want to say t really enjoys food okay yeah let's let's meet up in the cafeteria and we'll meet up in a cafeteria right after our break (laughs) we are joined by olive Bye. Aaron. Bye. And Nesgrax. I'm the necromancy king, baby. Did you have something to say, Nesgrax? Yeah, I'm the necromancy king. No, no, not that. What? Oh, bye? Well, has anyone been talking about us? We don't have a review lying around, do we? Oh, yeah. We have a scathing one. A scathing review. Let's hear it. Uh, We really like your reviews, especially once... (laughs) This one is from Bert the Podmaster, and uh, the title of his review is Garbage. One star. (laughs) Literal trash. Full stop. Dire and dull. Full stop. Hoped for better. Full stop. Nope. End quote. (laughs) So thank you. Yeah, I guess all I have to say to the Podmaster is we are garbage. We did a full episode about how terrible the fire-breathing kittens are. <laughs> Enjoy us for what we are. We'll take all of your reviews, and we will read all of them. Every single one. Uh, no, I love it. Also, we're all pretty clear. He's wrong, right? Like, we're awesome and super cool. Uh, yes. Hello. We're okay. amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, the top review that everyone's going to see is this Bert E. the Podmasters. So everyone who disagrees, if you disagree, go leave a review on iTunes and then your review will be on top instead of theirs. Yeah, get in the comments, guys. Come on. We got some Kittens members out there. Don't let your voices be silenced. Defeat the Podmaster. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. 
The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens. I hope you enjoyed your break. I know we did. And we are joined once again by Aaron. Hi. Olive. Hope, hope. And Nesgrax. Sup, bra. So, we rejoin our adventures midway through the semester. In a normal day in the cafeteria. Aaron, I believe you had some sort of social mechanisms to uh, enact. Of course I do. So, I am going to walk by the the feathers table and I am going to casually put a cupcake down in front of the succubus. She's going to make a wisdom saving throw that she fails. Looks at you, looks at the cupcake, totally disregards you and then devours it. Feather H looks at her and goes, oh, eating again, Feather? And then she quietly gets up and begins to walk to the restroom. I'm going to look over to Heather H and go, yeah, I thought she would like that. Uh, cool. There is an empty spot at the Feather's table if you'd like to sit down. I will slide right down into it, yes. Who are you? By the way, for all the bulimics out there, it doesn't actually make you lose weight, so don't bother with it. It's bad. Everyone in this game is a villain. This is an entire, <laughs> like, ballad to how bad bullying is and how fundamentally evil it is to not believe in yourself. So, yeah, don't throw up. Defend your friends. But just, like, the the most offensive part to me about bulimia is that it doesn't work and you stay fat. Like, that's just the worst part. Like, <laughs> It's just a well, thing that makes you feel bad. And again, this is a parody of Heathers, and one of the Heathers was a full-on bulimic. So I'm just being yeah. true to the media. So for our listeners, if you're going to try to lose weight, uh, bulimia does not work. It's not effective. You'll stay fat. Don't bother with it. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Go it with it. It's also bad for your teeth. Yeah, there's but, lots of downsides. <laughs> uh, but Aaron so, in character. Yeah, fully sit down. Aaron in character goes, well, if I were a meaner person, I might say that she needs a little more Bert purging and a little less binging. Who are you? And then the Kenku Heather Z, or Feather Z is like, you have a very symmetrical face. If I put you through a bandsaw, I would have two perfectly equal halves. That's very important. I smile over her at her with my piranha teeth and say, I am the bandsaw. And then I flip my hair over my shoulder and turn back to Heather H, Feather H, and say, I'm Aaron, Prince of all the Tritons. Surely you've heard of me. Oh, you're the one whose kingdom got usurped by a sea witch. Uh, I was part of that coup. She looks at you with, like, a look of regard of, like, okay, okay. Um, Aaron, or sorry, uh, Olive Nesgrax. You see Aaron has, like, 
defeated a feather and like taken a spot at their lunch table, which is very important and significant. Would you like to react? I want to, I want to follow, uh, Heather T. Uh, you know what? Let's canonically, Mm -hmm. the last name is what their, uh, species is. So Feather H is a harpy. Heather K is going to be a Kenku. And Uh Heather S is the succubus. Oh, okay. S. So, yeah, I want to follow Heather S, Feather S, into um, the bathroom. Uh, So you're going to go into the girl's bathroom? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So um, I'm going to tell you right now, disadvantage. Okay. What do you say as you walk into the girl's bathroom and you hearly, clearly hear the sound of uh, bile hitting porcelain? Okay. Uh, I want to say, you're so weak. Okay, persuasion, or is that an intimidation? Uh, no, it's, 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 a, it's a persuasion. Cool. Like I said, disadvantage, because you're in the girl's bathroom. And okay. You're a boy. Get out of here, pervert. (laughs) Uh, Fine, fine. I'll leave. I know this is inappropriate. I just don't don't understand why a succubus would take orders from a harpy. Just makes me sick to look at you, to look at how uh, subservient you are. She wipes her chin and pulls her head out from the stall and is like, You don't know Feather. She is impossible. She is perfect. You either go with her or you die among the cattle. Well, maybe. Maybe because she has weaklings like you sticking up for her when really. Are you you trying to hook up? What is this? Well, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but. If Mostly, it'll get you to trying... shut up, and she, like, walks at you. She she walks at me? Yeah, she's like, if hooking up with you will get you to stop talking to me, that's oh, okay. what we're going to do then. Oh, okay. I'm in. <laughs> cool, so you hook up with Heather, or with Feather S. <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, again, kissing is also hooking up, like, it doesn't have to be necessarily vulgar, but... You have not convinced her of anything, but you You did hook up with Feather. Yeah. (laughs) A dragonborn Uh, and a succubus? Okay, yes. (laughs) Olive, what are you up to? I head over to the Kenku, and I bring out my sunglasses, and I offer them to Feather K, and I'm like... Have you ever worn sunglasses? I feel like you would look really cool with them. Okay, so you understand that she is sitting at the table with Aaron and Feather H. Yeah, I'm ignoring Aaron and Feather H and talking only to the Kenku. Okay, Aaron, give me an insight check. Okay. Ten. Feather H is giving you a look as what Olive kind of look? walks up. You don't know with a 10, but she is trying to express some something to you. Uh, Feather K looks up at you 
and uh, mimics in your exact voice. Never worn sunglasses before. Oh, you haven't. Okay, so these are special sunglasses. I was playing around with, you know, the goblins. And it turns out that if you wear them, we just, here, and I, I put them on. And then when you put them on, apparently uh, we have altered these sunglasses in the background. And an anime-styled light flare shows over, like, and behind me. And it's uh, like a minor illusion. And it does like a, a ping. So are these a magical item? No. Okay, because uh, Feather H is going to attempt to snatch them and break them. Oh, okay. Um, can I do a dexterity saving throw? I'm appealing to my plan here, right? It's Kenku's or yes. Ravens. And Raven's like shiny things. And you said she was a nice person, so I'm trying to like give her a shiny. Oh, <laughs> Feather K is totally into this. Feather H is being Feather H. Dexterity saving throw. Okay, so the thing about monks at level 15 is that we have diamond soul. Um, my dexterity save is at plus 10, and I can spend a key point to re-roll a failed one. So that was 19 on the dice, which is 29. And if that's still not good enough, I can spend a key point to re-roll it. You're fine. Aaron, you see Feather H reaches over you, looks at you with absolute disgust, attempts to snatch the sunglasses away from Olive, but Olive is a level 15 monk and fully like pulls her hand back, puts it back forward and feather K like with her winged hands, like puts the sunglasses on and anime glint goes off. Yeah. And the fact that Heather or feather H is not the center of attention for even a moment causes discord in the cafeteria. People are looking Do you want us to make you a pair too. I don't need anything from you and in fact oh, no, no. this is to feather k i'm completely oh. ignoring feather h like i could customize your glint what color do you like she looks to feather h and then looks back at you looks at the table puts her head down and goes blue nice uh insight check i'll be back later with your blue ones and i'm just gonna try to leave <laughs> cool you Without straight dying. up yeah i mean like socially you're dead <laughs> Like, Feather H is coming for you now, but you absolutely held status in that moment. Um, insight check real quick. <laughs> Eleven. Uh, even with that, you know she doesn't want blue. You don't know what color she wants, but she's been told to wear blue by the other feather. Oh, okay. All right. So as I leave, I say, I'll be hanging out in the shop room with the goblins so if you want your custom pair just come pick them up uh she again keeps her gaze locked on the lunch table but gives you like a small shrug of shoulders basically acknowledging that she heard you but will not regard you because the other feather is at the table of course so, con <laughs> divide and conquer uh Aaron, how did you feel about this whole exchange Aaron sees what's going on and <clears throat> he is going to just turn to Feather H and say, I know she's weird, but she's like stronger than anyone here. So maybe just let her have it. Oh, we can let her have it. Feather, she looks at Feather K. You heard her voice, right? 
And then Feather looks at a partner and goes, in her voice. Heard her voice, right? Heard her voice, right? So, you know what to do. Fly away, little bird. And you don't know what Feather K is going to do, but is going to embarrass Olive in her voice. You see Feather H has been messed with and will not stand for it. So are you going to fly with eagles or are you going to be a nerd? I'm going to sit back and let you uh, figure this out. So any cute boys around here? Yes, I know the perfect one for you. You're going to the homecoming party at Kappa Gamma Guy, right? Yeah. Good. Make sure you're there. Uh oh. And she's not even pretending to not be threatening you right now. Huh. Well, I guess. How slutty are we supposed to dress? I don't want to upstage you. Oh, there's no way I could defeat you, my darling. You look like a. Go ahead, say it. She says a very dirty word directly mentally projected into your head that, like, screams in your skull. I won't say it, because we don't talk that way in this podcast, but she's very rude to you. Aaron is completely unfazed and says, Yes, I am. The best there ever was. Two? I wanna be the very best. Two apex predators are... Like, going at each other right now. Yes, the Pokemon theme is going in the background. (laughs) This is Gary Oak and Ash Ketchum. Like, straight up like, oh, we're doing this? And she's like... Gotta get the boys. (laughs) Collect them all, you'll see. You teach me. (laughs) It's uh. Like a smash cut of like goblins, but in the Pokemon background, we're like, oh, gotta yeah. catch them all. And it's all the nerds in school. And you're collecting the hot boys. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. STDs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was definitely resisting making that joke. Um, you have to. Cool. So, Nezgrax, you walk out of the bathroom. You mm-hmm. see a, frankly, flush in the face succubus looks at you and goes, what was your name again? Uh, Nesgrax. Baby daddy. Don't, don't wear it out. <laughs> wear it out. <laughs> I'll see you at the Kappa Gamma Guy party. And this is not a question, this is a statement. <laughs> All right, yeah. Cool, I'll, uh, I'll be dressed to the nines, baby. Oh my god, I can't believe I hooked up with him. And she puts her heads in her hands, but her face is still flush, like... She likes you. It's just you're a nerd, and she's cool. <laughs> uh, you bump Your into... Your child will bridge cultures. <laughs> uh, you bump into Olive in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I am definitely on my way to the shop to make a blue glinted pair of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, Olive, you totally see Nesgrax and Feather S, like, their exchange. And, like, no insight check needed, you know they hooked up. Can I communicate with Olive? Yeah, if you're done with the cafeteria, you can basically Mm -hmm. follow seconds behind. So Olive sees the exchange in the hallway. You come out just moments later and basically see the door shut and Nesgrax looking with a dumb smile on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aaron approves of that. Um, 
But Aaron is also going to go to Olive and just very quietly say, make them red and give me a pair too. All right, can do. I got a whole goblin crew. They love being given orders. It's kind of weird, but kind of cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so as you approach the shop, a kobold comes up to you with a clipboard and, like, thick Coke bottle glasses, and is like, so, um, we heard you took on Feather H, so, uh, you're in running for queen, we just need to know, as the nerd class, and you've defended us multiple times, are you our leader now? Looking at Olive. Oh, no, that's that one. I point to Aaron. And then I, like, do that kneel down and you guys can't this isn't visual but i like bow and i make flowing <laughs> hand gestures all hail the king uh immediately they acquiesce okay <laughs> i'm used to it so uh n- just to catch everyone up nezgrax you have command of the nerds aaron mm-hmm. has just been given leadership over the lamos okay uh the popular girls are still up for debate. There is both the general public and the jocks. General public and the jocks. Okay. But yeah, uh, you guys aren't working on the sunglasses because you now have underlings to do that for you. Uh, but you are in the shop room as, and I'm going to say everyone can have matching red sunglasses. Nice. Okay. I'm also going to make some blue pairs, and then I guess I'll make some in all colors of the rainbow, because my plan is to, you know that last scene in the movie where everyone at the party does a collective gesture? It's going to be donning the sunglasses in this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, cool. we're going to all plan on wearing red to this party, because red is Heather H.'s color, and she doesn't like it when anybody else wears red. Oh, oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yes, I saw uh, the movie. Yes, <laughs> you're taking the scrunchie. Yeah. <laughs> I read that in the Wikipedia summary of the movie Heather's, so I understand the reference. Ugh. Oh, I meant the other movie, The Gold Hoobia Rings. Oh, you've lost mean me. Mean Girl. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's Mean Girls. Oh, oh Mean okay. Girl, yeah. Well, por que no lo dos, to quote my friend yeah. Olive. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Yeah, uh, about a week passes. Like, this is downtime before home calling. Is there anything you guys want to do? I want to get more intel on Kevin so that I will be able to recognize him at the party. Uh, cool. So I'm going to give you two options of investigation. You know Roxy hooked up with Kevin years ago. Like, they were close at one point. Or you mm-hmm. can ask for general rumors. Um, I'm going to go to Roxy. Uh, she's smoking a cigar, like fully reclining with like heart-shaped sunglasses on under a, paras- a parasol, like on the back of her beetle-shaped tank. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Aaron. What's up? Hey, I was just wondering if you could tell me more about this Kevin guy. I know you guys have history, right? Kevin is one of the worst pieces of refuse I've ever been unfortunate enough to step in. Oh, I don't doubt that. He's part of my plan to take down the feathers. You're friends with Olive, right? Yeah. That girl defends people. And when you do what Kevin did, and you're not strong enough to defend somebody, 
trash and she spits a fat loogie directly onto a goblin who kneels and goes thank you thank you <laughs> okay um what did he do exactly so you've had friends before right and you've been through hard times and then friends are supposed to be there for you in those hard times uh-huh and then sometimes you do something with one of those friends that you think was like trust in some way and then the next day when someone when a vulture comes to pluck your eyeball out and you apologize to the vulture what is that is that evil or is it good and you see across her knuckles she has tattooed dead girl <laughs> well it sounds like someone i don't know whether he's evil or good it sounds like he was if he is good he was too weak to act on it so you're telling me that kevin is weak-willed if you fiddle with his joystick he'll do whatever you say who does he and like what's that fiddling say with about his joystick? Him? What's his type? Oh, well, no one's allowed to touch him except for frickin' Feather. And she motions to her, her eyeball that is missing. <laughs> oh, yeah, she I know. skirts around with anybody she wants. But if anybody else touches Kevin, oh, now you have the wrath of the feathers upon you. Hmm. Okay. Can I safely assume at this point that I n know kind of who he is and will recognize him at the party? He is very weak-willed. If you come at him with any sort of seduction, he will acquiesce. Okay. Like, that's, that's easy. He is... Yeah, like... Yeah, the only sort of thing around him is the fact that Feather H, like, covets him. So it's not so much dealing with him, okay. it's dealing with the Feather. All right. Well, I'm ready for the party. What about you guys? Um, Gross. I'm ready. I want to. I want to spend my week working with my nerds to um, turn our giant reanimated um, construction of, of corpses into the best football player this school has ever seen. <laughs> Is it going to be Helen's boyfriend? Shut up! Don't spoil it. <laughs> i immediately was thinking that but yeah you see um they have constructed a very handsome stereotypical like chris evans superman type of like clear like frankenstein stitch marks all over his body but the f flesh that provides the exterior totally clean totally good washed a full quaff of hair made from dozens of corpses <laughs> but it, you have created the the uber jock oh yeah this is gonna be awesome guys say we have done it we will be kings say it with me we will be kings we, we will, be kings. will be kings we will be kings we will be kings <laughs> Uh, a boon of confidence that these nerds have never felt before in their life. You are full on uh, revenge of the nerd in right now. <laughs> I didn't anticipate for that movie reference, but like, yeah, you have 
mobilize these nerds into like we have the best jock we actually we can be necromancers and not call villages we can use the dead that are already dead to create something truly beautiful and they crack a bottle of champagne <laughs> to chris evans <laughs> sure can i get the now that i've mobilized them into like a workforce can i get the peasant surf goblins plowing some fields uh yeah once they finish uh well i'm sorry no you put over leadership to aaron oh true oh yeah you can yeah, ask aaron to mobilize them uh, uh. yes i agree <laughs> So what do you say to these goblins? They've finished, like, some truly brutal-looking red sunglasses. Like, brutal not in being, like, violent, but just, like, clean edges. Perfect gloss on the exterior. There's no way you can wear these sunglasses in a room and not get advantage on charisma saving th- or, uh, charisma checks. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a pair of those glasses and I'm going to say, you know what I really love, guys? Fresh farm grown produce. (laughs) It would be nice if we had a better supply of that around here. Maybe somebody should plow some fields. They all (laughs) quickly leave the room and now a 4-H class has been developed in the school upon high. Okay. What are you guys wearing to this party? Besides our glasses, of course. Um, I want to stick with the red theme because I like this idea, but, um, I also want to match, uh, Heather S. So I'm going to have like a red leather, um, chapless trousers (laughs) with like a, no shirt or anything, but just like a, 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 you know, like a body harness. (laughs) Uh, Seeing yeah. as this prom, we're thinking like a leather cummerbund. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, let's go with that. And um, I feel, uh, I don't know if this would work with a dragonborn head, but maybe some sort of like a red leather gimp mask. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, it's because of the size of your dragonborn head closer to a leather executioner's hood okay but you are looking you are rocking full necromantic attire as you arrive like mm-hmm. for those eagle-eared listeners look up a 3.5 sorcerer they just wore bondage gear <laughs> like you're rocking 3.5 sorcerer you look like you immediately establish yourself as gangly, a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. All of that is being brushed away by the pure power of your outfit. Yes. Olive, what are you wearing? I am wearing a... <laughs> okay. This is an off-the-shoulder, sleeveless, asymmetrical dress. I'm looking at a picture and I'm trying to describe it with my complete lack of fashion vocabulary. But basically... It goes back down further in the back than it does in the front. So you can see my knees but and like my ankles, but there's like red floof behind my legs. So when I walk, it kind of moves in the wind because sometimes I go real fast. And so I was running around the dress buying place and I was like, I want this one. 
Yeah, your <laughs> dress is full mobility, but also incredibly attractive because of how much room there is. I can kick up to my head. Yeah, there is no restriction in this dress. <laughs> I'm sending a picture in the chat so you guys can see it. But basically, freedom of movement, and uh, I can still kick you in the chin wearing this. Exactly. And this all amounts into a beautiful, flowing, like, red-colored gown. Aaron, come on, Queen Bee. What are we doing? Uh, Aaron is going to transform his outfit into a, like, kilt made of living fire. And up top, he's going to have a really high-cropped, like, it's, like, just at the nipple line, kind of top with long sleeves that that drop down into like that like old asian style where it's like the sleeves are like trailing down yeah yeah yeah. one of those made out of harpy feathers nice okay can you roll me an intimidation uh just an intimidation check because as you were like as soon as you went to the local clothing store and were like yeah, I want a dress made of harpy feather feathers. Word immediately gets around. Oh, I don't have to go to stores. Um, my my armor will automatically transform Ooh, into anything I true, want. That's true. That's true. All right, so this will be a totally unexpected reveal. Uh huh. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have a um, a flash paper cloak over. I don't know if you've seen the new um, the new Corella movie, but well, that. it's the yeah. one that burns up. You know, right? Oh, that's exactly. Yeah, like the magic. Yeah, that's super dope. Um, By the way, listeners, I don't like fashion, and I loved the fashion in that movie. (laughs) What a good movie! Uh, so because Roxy's tank is also essentially a van, she was offering to take everybody to the party. So, do you want to meet up with Rox and like ride together, or are you going to go individually? Uh, let's let's all go together. We want to make an entrance. Yeah. Cool. So you see Helen is wearing a dress that, like, for her frame is, like, perfect, just, like, a little bit sultry. But the fact that she is 16 feet tall makes it a very, like, much more sexual than it should be. She is totally not even noticing Trixie is, again, dressed up like a pastel goth, so she has sort of like a maid's outfit, like a tight uh, wimple, but like heavy, like full corpse corpse face makeup on. Uh, She's casting darkness all around Helen, and uh, Rox is wearing like a traditional pink prom dress that she clearly lit on fire. <laughs> so it's been burned up ab- above the knee, like the shoulders are gone, and of course she wears her leather jacket over it. Okay. All right, girls, we're going? Yeah. Load up. Mm-hmm. Come on, boy. And she nuzzles her beetle tank like a- under his chin, and he, like like a robot dog, goes like... And, like, nuzzles her back. And they clearly have, like, a deep... She's a horse girl, but her horse is a tank. Uh, And you guys ride together to prom. You see everyone else is arriving by airship, but you arrive in a walking beetle tank. 
and it is known and noticed by everyone. And then when everyone flows out, of course, they're also wearing red. Did you clue them into it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, or at least pink or like peach, like red adjacent colors out from this walking tank descends six badass red dressed punk kids. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's enter and. Who all do we see? Anybody we, rec- we recognize? Uh, so you see that a barrier has been erected by a number of jocks where they are actively keeping out the henchman class that Aaron is in charge of, but all have sort of banded together with. Um, same with the nerds of Ned Scrax. Nobody is getting into this party unless you're cool. Uh, it is a traditional like three-story frat house with pillars in the front, big... Uh, draconic letters that like their version of uh, KGG Kappa Gamma Guy um, there are kegs littering the front yard people are bark- barfing out of balconies um, like a, a singular attractive person walks into a group and they're immediately descended upon like vultures by horny sorority people like this is a dungeon. Well, good. Um, I think Aaron would just walk right past them. Uh, because you have status, and because you're with Rox and the rest of the group, nobody messes with you. So you guys waltz right into the party. How would you all like to establish yourselves at the party? Aaron, I'm going to go you last, because you're, you're going to kill it. So, Nezgrax. Like... Mm-hmm. You pass by your nerd friends as they're like, oh, I'm with Nezrax, actually. Uh, we worked on a project together. And <laughs> you know, if you look back at them, you're not allowed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. Nezrax is going to, like, internally whimper. <laughs> um, and, yeah, enter. But, you know, like enter with flair so as soon as he steps in he like puts his arms out and goes sup mfs yeah uh it's it's me descending from the stairs like you are treated like an absolute nerd Uh uh-huh but then feather s comes down Mm -hmm. oh my god nezgrax let's go have a smoke and she motioned you outside, and you hear behind you a chorus of like, Oh my god, did Nesgrax hook up with Heather S? Sure thing, babe. Let's roll. Oh. <laughs> yeah, cool. You have established yourself. Olive, how do you enter the party? The jocks who are buying the serfs, I have officially <laughs> turned the hench people <laughs> into farming serfs. Uh, so the jocks who are buying the serfs from entering, are they ones that I have met in the hallway before? What's our history? You have beaten up a number of leaders of the jock community. So that's one of the reasons why you were allowed to just walk in the party. Because they are so weak that they're like, no, I'm not messing with Mundo. <laughs> they, uh, so none of them are any sort of leadership positions, but you know you could flex on them if you wanted to. I turn behind me and Olive can do that whistle, that cool whistle where she puts her middle finger and her thumb in her mouth and... 
somehow the very long crocodile snout plus finger <laughs> combination results in a loud whistle. And I go, surf's up. And I would like my henchman to try to enter behind me. Uh, cool. So it's going to work. Again, like I was asking for Aaron, let's see how hard it works. I know you're not good at it. Could you give me a persuasion check? Can I wear my red sunglasses? I assumed you all were. <laughs> all right. Gonna roll twice. That was a natural one. Gosh darn it. And take the higher number. The second one was an 18. Minus one, that's a 17. So you know this is entirely based on your sunglasses. If you were not wearing yeah. these sunglasses, you would not be <laughs> as cool as you are. But you sort of tilt them down just a little bit when you say surf's up. And you see the true strength of villainy as... A horde of goblins, kobolds, low-level orcs, skinny bugbears, uh, skeletons rip over the barriers that have been erected, and you have summoned a horde behind you. Oh uh, man, I could totally jocks, be a villain. <laughs> yeah, the jocks are immediately thrown into total chaos as they're like, Nerds! Nerds are gonna get the party! Bros, come out to the front yard! We got Nerds! Um, and, uh, yeah, you tilt your sunglasses back, and the surf class is now part of the party. Yeah. I talk to them about our current lamb birthing processes, and I head into the party. They just try to keep up with you. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, hey, Brian, how's the, how's the ewes? Uh, Aaron... We're going to just scale back about 15, 30 seconds. Let's make sure your arrival comes out in full fruition. What do you mean scale back? Oh, uh, you come in before Olive summoned <laughs> all those goblins and things. So you can oh. still get the full force of your entrance. Oh, yeah. Before all the mayhem breaks out. Yeah. Um. I am going to locate Kevin, and I am going to march right up to him and look him in the face and say, I heard you have a type, and drop a spark on my uh, flash robe to reveal the fire, uh, the fire skirt and the harpy feather outfit. <laughs> at which point i assume he gapes yeah like, and i'm gonna total, grab him by the oh total dumb giggle and starts like batting away the other jocks around him because he's like bro i'm about to i'm about to hook up right now get get back off no i got this i got this like <laughs> and then what does aaron do aaron's gonna grab him by the back of the head uh, su other hand supporting the shoulder blades, twist him around in one of those dip kisses and just kiss him like he owes him money <laughs> right there on the dance floor. Uh, so you open your eyes for like a half second. You met him on a second story landing. And as your eyes open, you see Feather H wearing the exact same outfit you're wearing, looking at you through a bay window. Just like, you stole my look, you stole my style, and now you stole my man. It's going to get ugly quick. Is she below me? Like, on the floor under where I am? She is flying. Like, she is, like, 15 feet in the air. 
you catch her gaze through a window. As you've dip-kissed this guy, you come up for breath for a second, open your eyes, and then see Feather H looking at you through the window. I wink at her. I would give you a free vicious mockery if she was not canonically immune to it. Like, something happens between you two. I'll say the window cracks as these two apex predators look at each other. (laughs) Uh, So let's roll it back to Nezzy Boy. Mm -hmm. Um, You get a good view of the lower level of the party. Um, Just to check everyone in, Aaron has found the person that you believe to be the dragon and is also in possession of the kill stick. Um, Right now, Nezgrax, you are on the first floor. You are top of your class. Um, If you so choose, you have fully learned the ability to transcend to true dragonhood. But you will lose part of yourself. This is an evil spell. But right now, you're hanging out with Feather S. The hot succubus girl who people literally pay for them to punch. Or other way around. (laughs) People pay her to punch them. That's the one. Right. I think I know who those people are. (laughs) It's me, your DM. Lovely to meet you. Um, (laughs) In all the serfs. Nezgrax, how do you handle what's going on right now? Okay. Um, Oh, jeez. I don't know. There's so. I mean, I. I'm, yeah, college is hard. It's hard. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I say to Feather S, uh, as we're holding hands and strolling oh, around. She, are we are, are we on our own? Are we with everybody else? Is everybody else like it's around? It's sort us? of like the parting of the waters, where wherever she walks. People uh-huh. move away. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, there will be a surf that is like, I brought you a corsage, and she kicks them directly in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, everyone moves away from you. You know it's not you, it's her. But she won't touch you, she's not holding your hand, but mm-hmm. she looks at you with a face that is like, what up? <laughs> okay. Um... I I think Nesgrax is going to, like, look at uh, Aaron and Kevin and look back at um, Heather S. And then look back at Aaron and Kevin and then look back at Heather S. And then say to Heather S, let's get out of here. She finishes her cigarette, looks you in the face and goes, all right. And, uh... Yeah, I want to lead her upstairs to, like, a a bedroom or something. Yeah, uh, you have effectively removed one of the feathers from the equation. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, um, it does pass in your thoughts that you are wearing a mask right now that has made you 18. Mm -hmm. Your choices have been mired in hormone Mm -hmm. so follow it up because as soon as you take the mask off you return to being regular nezrax i bet she has daddy issues 
Oh, absolutely. But I just mm-hmm. think, I mean, and again, she is technically an immortal being because she's a demon. So she's 18 for the next, like, 200 years, mm-hmm. which is far beyond your lifespan. Mm-hmm. But you do feel a connection. This girl likes you because you were the only person who went to her in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So Nothing says you can't keep the mask. That what? has never been said. You what, all what? can keep oh! this. Wait, wait, what'd you say? Whoa! You can be 18 forever if you want. Oh, I guess so, yeah. In D&D terms, Olive has stopped aging. What that means, she has timeless body because she's a monk. She's still gonna die of old age, but on the outside, she looks unwrinkled. So this mask could probably mechanically do the same thing for you if it gives you timeless body, which you is a genuine never, canonical D&D thing. You will never mentally progress past being a freshman in college. That's the one curse of the mask. <laughs> you will always have these hormones. <laughs> yeah. And the acne sometimes. Mm-hmm. Also that. Um, mm-hmm. So you take Feather S to a bedroom mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say Aaron you notice Nezgrax has removed one of the feathers from the equation Olive what are you up to but you also see Nezgrax is like I took down one of the feathers oh yeah I'm super distracted so like the problem is peer pressure so I am just handling lamb baby management I'm like okay we've got six pregnant lambs we're going to schedule this <laughs> I want you two on lamb one so you if we take two. Three of the fetuses and sacrifice them to Asmodeus. We could get better <laughs> crop harvest for the next six months, right? Um, I am very involved in this. <laughs> yeah, they are. You're talking about like actual agriculture, and they are talking yeah. to you about borderline necromancy. I'm cool with it. <laughs> cool. Um, Olive, could you make a wisdom check for me one more time? Uh, this time not so good. My wisdom modifier is plus three. My proficiency, whether or not I add it, I don't know. It's plus five, and that's a two on the dice. Oof. If I get a save, then it's uh, plus eight. If it's just a check, then it's just a five. What's what's the total? Five. Check versus save. Five versus ten, because proficiency is the difference. You know you've got this move down. You can rip somebody's arm off if you wanted to, but it's it's not a matter of technique, but you just have that good aligned adventurer soul where your teeth sink into the meat of somebody's arm and you're like, I'm going to rip it off. And then you're like, no, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> if you want, if you want to learn the evil technique of dismembering bite, I will allow you to do so. Here's why I'm going to learn it. Because Olive likes to feel the world with her mouth. (laughs) So I'm not saying she's going to use it, (laughs) but she's definitely going to practice it. So she's an alligator. (laughs) This is not a magic item. This is not a set ability. If you make a bite attack and succeed... You can then incur a strength saving throw on the target. And if they fail that, they need to make a constitution saving throw. And if they fail that, you can fully dismember a person. 
and heads do count as appendages. Sweet. Not that she's ever going to use that, but she's definitely going to practice it. (laughs) You know, in your heart, you could bite someone's head off now if you wanted to. Oh, I mean, let's face it, she loves that. So You went to evil college. <laughs> Nesgrat's figured me. out. Oh, I'm getting to you next, baby. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so you're hanging out with the nerds. They're throwing up beer cans in, like, the air, and you're biting them in half and chugging them down. Like, practicing your bite. Uh, we resume... Aaron, you are pulling out of the dip kiss. Yes. Um, where Where's Heather H? What is she doing? Uh, she, in the time it took to blink, she has moved from the window you were looking at her from. So you don't know where she is at the current moment, but you know she saw you kiss Kevin. Oh. Um, I'm going to turn to Kevin and say, you're mine now. Follow. So, Aaron... You've been in siren classes, correct? Yes. And you're a bard, so your base ability is charisma, right? Could you make me a charisma check to learn siren song? Sure. Uh, I rolled a 19 plus, plus 11, so 30. You have known this skill has been in your body for years. When you sing, people listen. You're a truly captivating presence. Anytime you make a performance check, you can also cause one to your your charisma bonus number of targets to be afflicted by a command spell. Okay, cool. So whenever I make a charisma check... Uh, performance. Oh, sorry. Performance check. I can... Use the command ability? Yes. Up to your charisma modifier number of targets. So essentially, you sing your song, and you're like, follow me. And you feel like the spell slip out of your throat and afflict this person like a true siren. Yes. So does he follow? Oh, uh, yep. He has a very low mental base bonuses. <laughs> okay. So he's going to follow me around. I'm going to start uh, walking around the party, just keeping an eye out for the feathers. Uh, one of them has been removed. I know. Uh, Olive, you had a pair of sunglasses to deliver. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention all of my minions brought in a bunch of sunglasses with them. Oh, no. And now the whole prom is flooded with lots of free sunglasses for all. This has never happened to a frat party ever. <laughs> Do you know those uh, like stupid sunglasses that frat guys wear that are just like lions with no lenses in them oh, or anything? Yeah, yeah just, like, shutter shades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we're giving out free shutter shades. Uh, cool. Do you, as Olive, individually give a pair of sunglasses to Feather K? Absolutely. I come over with a tray, and they've got blue, they've got red. I'm like, hey, girl, you looked amazing in these before. Do you want one? You looked amazing? Yeah, you did. You did. And she, like, smiles again, keeps her head focused firmly on her shoes. 
and then grabs a green pair of sunglasses off the tray. Aww. I'm glad I made him in all the colors. I'm glad <laughs> I made him in all the colors. And she looks at you oh. for a moment. Oh, I love you. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to hand out more sunglasses. Yay. <laughs> Yay. She is absolutely buddy buddy with you. Uh, I'm going to give everyone who wants one a pair of sunglasses and there's like lots it looks like flashlights are going off in different parts of the crowd cuz everyone's activating the anime glint. <laughs> uh yeah, whatever social construct they were trying to develop has been totally ripped apart by Olive <laughs> by inviting nerds and then giving everyone sunglasses. <laughs> uh Nesgrax. Mhm. All right, just get it over with. She flops on the bed. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. You make can tell this is happy. a deeply broken girl. Yeah. Um, this is awful. <laughs> it's college, baby. <laughs> uh, I say to her, uh, "Oh, feather, come on now, you're better than that." Am I? My name isn't even Feather. It's Megan. M- Megan? What? Why would you call yourself Feather? Because she told me to. Who? Feather, uh, H? Yeah. Yeah, Feather H. She took your name from you. Well, you know, you're in the nerd classes. You know what a name means. I might be a nerd, but at least I kept my name. That's why I like you. She kind of, like, pulls you close. Oh. Well. Uh. Uh. Megan. I. Uh. You. You. I. I, Yeah. Deal with this college experience. (laughs) (laughs) I. I. I, Something about this just feels wrong. I, I. I like you very much, but. I, I feel like maybe I haven't been completely honest with you. Oh, because your whole lineage thing? Well, uh, I mean, that's that's part of it. Um, look, I've got, uh, I've got some things to take care of, but maybe, maybe once I'm done, we could, um, you know, go see a play or something. You mind if I eat some souls in the meantime? She gives you a wink. You, it's fine with me. You, you could, you could, uh... Get the frick you, out of here, Nesgrax. Uh, okay, okay. I'm done with you. <laughs> Come back when you're ready. Yeah, sure. And yeah. she gives you the sweetest smile. All right, Megan. I'll see you soon. And I wink at her through my gimp mask. <laughs> 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 She's into it, dude. <laughs> uh, cool. So, Aaron, you have sequestered what you believe to be the dragon, and you feel that stick riding hot in your pocket. Um, 500,000 gold. All you gotta do is kill him. I'm gonna lead him to a bedroom. Cool. Uh, you go to a bedroom. He gets a number of high fives from a bunch of jocks as he's walking in. Yeah. 
I'm going to direct him onto the bed, and I'm going to pull some rope out of my bag and say, consent is important. Do you consent? Hey, whatever you want to do to me, babe, you know, I'm just trying to, like, hang out. And he puts his arms and legs fully splayed on the bed. Uh, I'm going to tie those arms and legs to the bed post. Do you need a dex for, uh, for that or a sleight of hand? or? Uh, no, he gave consent. He's fine. Oh, he's very, very tied. Yeah, um, he thinks you're being cute. And then I'm going to cast Zone of Truth. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> did, did I think he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Did he fail that? Uh, I've been rocking a plus three. Uh, oh, uh, what's the check, actually? He rolled a 14 oh. on the dice, plus three I'm, makes a 17. I believe it's my spell save DC, which I think is 18. It is 18. He so fails. he fails and must tell the truth. And so I straddle on top of him and trail a finger down his chest and say, tell me more about yourself. I really want to know, you know, who is Kevin? I hear uh, you run this school. So Zona Truth is a very tricky spell because it's not that they are forced to tell the truth. They cannot lie. So make exactly. a persuasion check. To get him to say something that he shouldn't say. Uh, eight plus... Plus ten is eighteen. Four on the dice. Uh, yeah, so, like, I'm like an ancient dragon, I guess. Like, I've been doing the school because, like, it makes excellent money. And also, like, you've seen the people around here. I mean, hell, look at you. And he tries to motion to you, but his hand is bound by rope. <laughs> ah, it's so just he is fun, the you know. Dragon. Yeah, like, w w don't you want to be the queen bee? And you can be the queen bee forever. All you got to do is give me a little kiss. We can do this for as long as you're alive, or as long as you're hot. But whatever. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, he sucks. This is the villain, just to make it clear. <laughs> Aaron has a special toy for him, and he pulls that black rod out of his bag. <laughs> and he, trust me, he pokes it. <laughs> oh, what the, what the frick? <laughs> you are left under your knees with a desiccated husk that was once Kevin. Okay. Uh, do I need to take some kind of proof with me? I mean, if you want to. Actually, I'll just put the whole corpse in my bag of holding. Cool. So you <laughs> dust up, like, you essentially pull the sheets off the bed, fold it into, like, a bag, and you have a bunch of ancient dragon dust and bone. Now, now to go find Olive, because, uh, we are definitely going to have to, um take down heather h i'm gonna need her help cool so olive uh i'll say everybody leaves the, their respective hallways at the same time like all of you're just hanging out with nerds you just use the restroom real quick you see nezgrax for the second time in a session walking out with a room where feather s or as she should be known megan mcgillicuddy um She's she Irish. is related to Clark. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> Demon blood runs deep, and he was a heavy orc. Um, you walk out of that room, Aaron, you're pulling up a vacuum bag full of what was Kevin, <laughs> and uh, everybody sees and acknowledges each other. All right. I'm definitely still talking about sheep birthing cycles and <laughs> crop fertilization. And I'm like, oh, tell me all about how you sacrifice fetuses to get higher yields. Can I so just snag all of The thing about aligned alignments is like they don't understand how sacrifice plays into everything. Yeah, it's evil to kill somebody. We know it's evil, but like evil is part of the world. Evil could not exist without good. So as long as they're good, we have to be evil. And if taking a couple fetuses makes our crops yield higher and we're able to feed the orcs so that they might defend us, that's what true propagation of agriculture is. Hey, man, we bred it. It's our veal. We can use it how we want it. As long as you humanely kill it, we sacrifice it pretty quick, right? This isn't like... Yeah, no, we, we definitely, we pluck the eyes, we pull the teeth, and then we kill it. It's pretty short. I mean, really, what do we do to animals in the <laughs> in the agricultural business? Yeah. Right? The humans come in, like, they're, like, fully colonists. They're like, oh, we, I mean, you heard about Big Hell, right? And how she got screwed over just because her family sings a beautiful song? Have you seen yeah. her skirt? It's paradise. No, oh, back to the lambs. I'm I'm down for lamb veal. Let's do it. Okay. So friends, hey, hi, nice, nice seeing you. Uh, I raise an eyebrow at Nesgrex, but I'm not going to comment. I don't care. And I'm like, oh, uh, hey, Aaron, what's up? Where you been? Oh, just uh, accomplishing some objectives. Do you want to <laughs> help me take down Heather H? I think it's time this school gets a little uh, reshuffling of the program. I crack my knuckles and I say an eye for an eye. Absolutely. Um, I am going to snap my fingers and it's a signal for everybody to form up behind me. <laughs> uh, you have recently learned Siren Song. So I will I'll, uh, make a performance again just to see how hard you rock them. But you can okay. absolutely command this room. Uh, well, I only rolled a four, but it's still a plus 15. So 19. Yeah, so only the elite ignore you, but every single nerd, henchman, goblin, kobold snaps to attention as they look at the leader of their school. And we're all going, they're going to form up behind me. We're all going to march up to Heather H. I'm going to snap my fingers again, and we're all going to put on our red sunglasses. Okay, uh... Competing intimidation checks. Okay. And with the and sunglasses on, you have advantage. She has a... You you do have advantage. She has a plus 10. She rolled a 14 on the dice. Please break a 24. Uh, let me see. The first one was a 13. That was a 9. So 13 plus... This is intimidation? Yes. 13 plus 10. Ah, oh, 23. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, you oh, have the room. I can oh. re-roll with a bardic inspiration, or I can add a bardic inspiration die with that. Ooh. You gotta sing. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add uh, five to that while I sing. 
We don't want no scrubs. <laughs> no, yeah. we don't want no scrubs. Scrub is a can't get no love from me. You think you're something? I know you're nothing. You look at me, put your eyes down. I am the queen. You talk to me like you are anything. But I know what you are. You're a little fish crawling out like a worm. And you sing back, I don't want no scrubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one else notices, but you know you lost in this in exchange. That we lost? You lost. She rolled slightly higher than you. I can add a bardic inspiration die from... Oh, well, it's base one. So as long as you roll a two or above... I rolled a five. Oh, she attempts to sing back at you. But you don't want no scrubs. <laughs> no. And she's a scrub. She proved it. Yep. And I'm going to transition my song into, We're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. Come on, guys. <laughs> we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. Kill anymore. the good. <laughs> and I walk up to her and snatch her necklace off of her neck. A number of goblins are over, or sorry, a number of jocks are overcome by the sheer number of goblins that have both been let into the party and now are embolstered like much what a villain would do. Just send a wave of goblins. <laughs> I'm gonna land, I promise. <laughs> the jocks are taken down by the nerds. Um, they're literally cannibalizing the jocks. So. You're saying we're not going to take it. No, please stop. Don't don't do I, that. <laughs> <laughs> Good fertilizer, right, Olive? Hey. <laughs> Fewer mouths to feed. <laughs> you know jocks also eat the most, so. <laughs> yeah, you got to work to eat. <laughs> cool. So as the nerds rip apart the jocks, Feather H flies off into the night, not dead, but fully humiliated. I'm going to get you, Aaron. Darn it, I should have ripped her wings off. Uh, I will <laughs> say you do snatch the necklace away from her frame. Can I running jump and try to get her in the air? I have like, probably I could get 30 feet airborne, but probably not more than that. Like even Oh, as absolutely. Roll an attack as... Okay. Olive jumps out of a window, tackles down Feather H to the ground. Right, with a single dice that is only a 16 to hit, so if you want to let her escape. But otherwise, I'm going to practice uh, dismemberment. Oh, yeah. Uh, she rolled a 9 on the dice, even with proficiency. I think she's rocking about, like, a 13. So, yeah, no, Crunch. you got her. Crunch. Which, crunch, where, crunch. Where, I just want her wings gone because she took uh, what's her name? Roxy. She took Roxy's wings, so it's only fair that I crunch, crunch, and take hers. Snap, snap. As you say it, it is done. Okay. Well, yeah, we went through some strength saves, then con saves, did a little tussle on the floor, and then I just walk away with her wings, and I head over to Roxy. <laughs> Uh, and I call Roxy, Nesgrex over, and I'm like, hey, Nesgrex, how much surgery can you do? Oh, oh boy. Roxy looks at you and goes, no, no, no. 
I got this. She walks over to Feather H, rips out both of her eyes. Oh, God. Throws the locket on her chest and goes, I think you're going to need one. And you see her eye patch burns away as her pure demonic lineage comes fully actualized. She's never suffered a penalty for having one eye. This was a social issue. And she took one, Roxy took two, and then gave one back, because Roxy's nice. I kind of like throw the limp lifeless wings on the body of Heather H. And I'm like, uh, you guys should probably fix that. I feel bad now. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she won't miss it. Back on. <laughs> Is she immune to feeble minded? That was eighth level enchantment. Uh, she has. Re- okay. That is such a high level spell. She has resistance, but not immunity. Okay. Um, I can blast the mind of a creature within range, shattering its intellect and personality. It has to make an intelligence saving throw. Oh, she is not stacked in intelligence because she has nerds doing her homework. That's a two on the dice. (laughs) So are you going to feeble mind Feather H? I am. So she, she is shattered. She's a husk of herself. For 30 days. Oh, she can repeat the throw in 30 days. We'll see. So you stand in the shattered remains of what was once a place of learning. Nezgrax, you found a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got of. your own stuff going on. <laughs> Olive, you've liberated a generation of people. <laughs> Olive, Olive feels bad. <laughs> Olive is wondering, maybe we can cook the wings? Question mark. Aaron, you have established yourself once again as the apex predator of a social hierarchy. You do not mess with Aaron. (laughs) No, (laughs) he'll destroy your mind. (laughs) Not only was your enemy had their mind destroyed, also both of her eyes ripped out, her wings removed via crocodile teeth. Feather H lies broken and bloodied on the ground before Aaron. So uh, how do you guys want to finish up your college experience? I want to find Kevin's room. Oh, uh, it's the room you went to before. Okay. Hey, guys, I think it's time for us to leave. What do you think? I'm going to sew the wings back on and kind of put the eyeballs back in. I feel like we've done too much. (laughs) Um, I want to cut to a scene where I'm leading my giant Frankenstein monster over to, uh, Helen to introduce him to her. (laughs) I have been created in death, but what I seek is love. And what I see in you is beauty. Oh my god, stop. Shut up. Like, you're being a goof. And she pushes this equally... These are two titanic giants. Like, pushing each other, flirting. I don't, like, have a place to go. We could rip down walls. Nothing will stand before us. Oh my god, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Helen has a boyfriend now. Okay. 
You two have fun with each other. Not too rough, though. Those stitches are still fresh. Oh, I'm going to rip you apart. Please do, miss. Uh, (laughs) Nezcrax, there is a generation of necromancers that you are essentially in charge of. What direction do you want to point them in? Hmm. My fellow necromancers, I have learned so much at this school from you, from the resources that we have available to us, and I've come to the conclusion that we need to use our powers for the right purposes, to help people find love, to (laughs) assuage the guilt from accidentally killing someone on a previous adventure. <laughs> I, I just kind of like push, push the wing onto the stump and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, Nezgrax. Yeah. Beneath you, you now have 23 level 3 wizards. I mean... Huh? Yeah. You know, these people are looking at you with rapt attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends, I leave you now, but I know that I'm leaving you with a higher purpose than when I came. And that is to party hearty. And I put up rock signs with my hands. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, and then I... If I had a mic, I'd drop it, but then i walk away. Never again will these people believe that they are nerds. They, for <laughs> forever and in through perpetuity, be badass, rad necromancers that, again, you can call upon whenever you need them. Whoa. Oh, thank you so much for attaching the wings. Oh, and her <laughs> eyes are moving again. Why does she look so blank? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry, Olive. She'll... She'll, she'll probably be fine in, like, you know, a couple of months or so. Uh, as we wrap, Olive, Aaron, anything else? Uh, I ransack the dragon's room looking for a trapdoor. Uh, you don't find a trapdoor, but you, what you do find is a number of trophies that are made of full gold Ooh. and can be transubstantiated into whatever you need them to be. Into the bag of holding. Wap, 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 wap. Join your owner. <laughs> so, you were supposed to find a horde. Destroyed <laughs> an evil college. Eh, did we? we? We gave it a change of leadership, to, I think. And we rebuilt a chaotic college. Yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> chaotic neutral. <laughs> You've done something. You made your <laughs> we money. Did something. You killed the dragon. The guild now is 165 million American dollars richer. (laughs) Each one of you will get an incredible amount of money that I will deal with off mic. You did a good job. Yeah, we did. As usual. The kobolds and goblins hold us up above their shoulders and we're elevated two feet above the ground. Hip hip hooray. Hip hip hooray. Yes, you're celebrated as true, iconic villains. 
<laughs> we have Nezgrax the Necromancer, Aaron the Siren of Souls, and Olive, the one who beats people up in hallways. I'm going to say goodbye now. Say goodbye to the school, please. First, we have Nezgrax. Oh, still so much to learn. So much to understand. But I think I understand myself better than I did before. Thank you. Heather S. gives you the finger as you fly away on the airship. <laughs> you uh, know it is a romantic gesture. <laughs> Olive, how would you like to say goodbye? goodbye to the school to our first evil cooking class of 49594 i just want to congratulate you for distilling this intricate poison and may you poison the dishes of many people to come it's like food wars shokugeki no soma but for like poisoned dishes it's so delightful <laughs> never will a human eat a comfortable meal again all kings <laughs> will die before us olive 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 <laughs> Aaron, how would you like to say goodbye to the school? I'll be back. Soon you'll see. Don't you know that you belong to me? Time. All right, guys. Oh, real quick. Does anyone take off the mask or are you going to be 18 forever? I think Aaron's going to keep it. He's definitely keeping these glasses, too. I'm going to be 23 forever anyway, so I'll take it off. 24. <laughs> it is a cursed object, so you need a remove curse to get it off your face. The so, mask? Like, yeah, they're ready to give you remove curse when you get home to the fire-breathing kittens. Mm-hmm. Olive is like, take it off me, please. Aaron's like, no, I'll keep it on a little longer. Nezgrax, what do you do? Uh, yeah, he's taking it off. He doesn't want to be a gankly, <laughs> weird-looking dragonborn. He wants to be... Cool. Himself. So everybody returns, aside from Aaron, <laughs> to exactly what they were before. And I hope the pain and suffering of youth will stay with you. <laughs> this has been Fire Breathing Kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? Then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com. They Call This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Shaking cats and kittens, this is Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast. I am the Rob in Robcast, the Silver Linings Playboy, the American Wave, the Midnight Snack Rob Lee. Get it straight. For all of you guys out there listening, we do a podcast. Me and my uh, silent partner here. Yep, Torn, you know. Uh-huh. Probably the cool one out of the group, but you know. I, I don't know. Is. I don't know if that's accurate. I have to be. Say, say more about this. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's just like, get yourself over as the cool guy. I'm the cool guy. Look, Listen to my voice. That's it. You're as cool... 
Don't dis- you're you're don't. Kawhi Leonard. You're the Kawhi don't. Leonard of this oh, podcast. Oh, shit. I'm a fun guy. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> so listen to us every week. We cover weird news, pop culture, entertainment. The cool guy, Torn, don't call me Tron, Tron, and me, Rob Lee, the King Snake, uh, the Thoughts of Doom, the man with Wandered in One aliases. And we're on every week on MTR Podcast, and that is mtrthenetwork.com. That is on Apple, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are found. Those going to be MTR Podcasts. Look for us on YouTube and check us out on the Instagram account and Facebook, both at MTR Podcasts. Check us out every Tuesday. New episodes are dropping. Subscribe today.